0: This is episode two of The semester. Attack of the Clones. <laughs> We're going to digitize in a pear right here. Post. Damn it, I forgot Look, to paint the wall
1: green. Oh, there's a pear. It's floated. <laughs> Look, I'm going to slice it. But George, you could just have a real no. pear. No.
2: <laughs> Inconceivable! Inconceivable!
1: Where laughter was king on the edge of space.
2: Multicrous speed, go!
1: We get together, have a few left?
2: Masters of the universe!
1: I have a
0: bowl no. of pears. Post-production pears only. See it <laughs> levitating? <laughs> I'm doing that with my mind and computers. How can Jar Jar eat
2: the pear? It's
1: Not shot in the face. digitally <laughs> <laughs> added... Yeah, this is episode two of the Cinemasters of the Universe. I am one of your hosts, Ron Avis. I am
0: the other of your hosts, Adam Peterson. And
1: welcome back.
0: Yes, we're glad you made it. Including the guy that was driving the car last week. (laughs) That guy, presumably he's still watching. (laughs)
1: Oh, oh,
0: Mitch? Yeah, Mitch. Is that Mitch? Mitch. Mitch, are you with us? Mitch (laughs) driving in your car. I hope you're in your car. Let us know. I
1: hope
0: you (laughs) exclusively watch this in your car.
1: Let us know you're okay, Mitch. Yes.
0: We're very worried. Gosh. Send us a <laughs> note, a postcard, if you will.
1: I would like a postcard. I would. I, I would like postcard. a Garfield postcard. Yeah. And I would like you to white out all of the Garfields in the yep. in the strip. You know, like yep. those things they do. Yep. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. It's funny, but why do people always dump on Garfield? I,
0: I don't know. Jim Davis. He's he's a he's a a, a god amongst men. Yeah. To have brought us something as revolutionary as Garfield, yeah, you know.
1: It, I mean, yeah, he he did kind of copy Heathcliff a bit. No. No. <laughs> Who no. came first? It doesn't matter because it. Whoever came first or second, Garfield is clearly the better can, orange cat. I can relate so much more to Garfield.
0: You know why? I don't like Mondays. He doesn't like Mondays.
1: I like I like to sleep. Yeah. Um, I like to eat and sleep and. Yeah, generally. I've
0: never eaten lasagna in the same fashion,
1: though, <clears throat> where I'm just scooping it directly <laughs> into my face, and I eat the entire pan. You don't, you don't see action lines no. like flying ah, from your hands, and then lasagna. toss the pan. No. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, this is our second episode, and it's Deuce. Deuce. And so th- this this is like a sequel. It I is. This is a sequel to the first installment. <laughs> this is part two of the series. Part two, if you're probably uh. <laughs> And I really enjoyed doing the first episode, man. It was like... It was a good time. Months, years of planning. Decades. Countless uh, countless attempts at podcasts from you know, other people. You know, like we yes. finally came together and we're, we're doing this movie-related podcast.
0: We had this idea before the internet was even a <laughs> thing.
1: Before the first podcast. Before,
0: before most people were even alive.
1: Yeah. I wonder who had the first podcast. Was uh, it was it like was it just Mark Marin? Was he number 1? <laughs> he he could he, uh, he I would be okay if he was. Yeah, okay. He's he's a funny Or Adam guy. Carolla. He's been around a while.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: he Kevin Smith and
0: Adam Corolla are yes. probably
1: the very first famous podcast.
0: They came yeah, they came on
1: the scene pretty early, pretty, pretty quick. Pioneered it pretty quickly. Yes. Now and now everybody's got a podcast everybody. We know, have I, a podcast. We have a podcast. If we have a podcast <laughs> we're, we're the know. one millionth podcast. Yeah. No, Conan O'Brien has a podcast He has now. a podcast now. He it, copied us.
2: I think that's it, safe I, to say. He
1: absolutely did. I mean, we both are two episodes in, yeah. so yeah. Well, you know, it's up for you guys to decide. We'll have to yes. check that out. But I'm pretty certain he copied. Hashtag us. we're better than Conan. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Hashtag Coco number two. Yes. <laughs> uh, but so what we're gonna start out with the show is we're going to pick up from our Netflix vice versa. Yes. And we're going to review the movies that we had picked for one another. And, uh, you know, we'll both weigh in on the movie, what we thought of the movie. And hopefully, if you listened to episode one or you watched Mitch in your car, episode one. Yes. Hopefully, you paused at the moment that we announced what the Netflix vice versa was. You watched both movies. Yes. On the side of the road. You pulled over safely. Exited. Exited. Perhaps
0: onto some sort of rest area. mm Mm-hmm. You know, or a uh, a twenty four hour truck stop, somewhere that you could safely watch both of the films.
1: Someplace you could grab a burrito. Yes, a microwave burrito or one of
0: those uh, rolling meals that they have in gas stations. They just put a whole meal now. It used to be like, oh, we got hot dogs. It's the whole meal now. It's like literally. I mean, you, it's you could put. They had. I mean, for Thanksgiving they had a hot dog that had all of the everything and just and just on a roller. And just that's how. Oh wait, I'm I'm
1: I'm not I'm not understanding the concept here. Gas
0: stations put entire meals into a hot dog. Now. Into
1: a hot dog. Yeah, there's so like, they just here. stuff. Just they just stuff like the the vegetables into the. Just, hot Just they dog? just put it all. Just because you know they have the freshest vegetables at the gas station.
0: The, yes, they do. Most of them have a garden right out back. A potato salad. Yeah, right. If you go around back to <laughs> yeah. many of your gas stations, <laughs> especially ones in a. Heavily populated metropolitan area, you will find a small garden mm-hmm. right around back. Yeah, you yeah. just got to look for it.
1: They just come in with their overalls on. Yeah, you know. just.
0: That's just the dedication of
1: gas station attendants. That's why there's <laughs> somebody there 24 hours. That's why they make the big bucks. Yeah, tending uh, the garden at a gas station. Um, but yeah, so yeah, here here we are. We're gonna review the movies and uh, show whose movie should we start with?
0: Um, we can flip a coin here. Called it. And tongues. It's you. Okay. You're <laughs> going right. to have that quarter in post-production.
1: <laughs> I'm not Lucas. I said I didn't paint the wall green. That's all right. I'm all out of green paint. Lucas bought it all. Okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll start with my movie, which, well, is that the movie that you assigned to me? We'll just save oh, it. Oh, yes. I, I okay. So There were so many more questions. <laughs> <laughs> Adam assigned Moon to me. Yes, Moon. Uh, starring Sam Rockwell. And uh, so th- this was a movie that I was pretty. It, it was an indie darling. I feel. Yes. Like. Um, and I, I like to catch indie darlings as much as I can, but I, I gotta hit the big budget movies first. Yep. And then I gotta I hit. Agree. I gotta hit those m- m- you know smaller budget comedies. I got. Of course, I gotta. I gotta watch the animated movies with the kids. I don't always have time for the 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 uh, you know can. Darlings, you yeah. know the independent film darlings, and this is just one that that slipped by my radar, and it's what it's going on ten years old by now. So something like that, yeah,
0: it's been around for a while.
1: I'm just gonna come out and say it. I loved it. I thought it was really, really good. I I didn't know what to expect with this movie. Uh, it has a really plain uh, poster. It, yep. it, it's just. I think it's just like a black, mostly black poster with a small. Is it the is it Earth or is it just the Moon? I think it might be just the Moon. Yeah, and and I think Sam Rockwell might be like a small, small. a small miniature Sam Rockwell. So they're really pushing that Sam Rockwell's in this movie, um, but I did not see it coming, r- right away that that he was. And you know, spoiler alert, you know,
0: <laughs> it's been around a decade. Yeah, okay. you've had an
1: opportunity. He's a clone. He was a clone, and and I it, I loved it. I, I like I like it when I'm taking a little I'm taken back a little bit. I was not I was expecting a twist, but that's not the kind of twist that's I not, thought. Yeah. You know, when you start talking about clones, you start thinking big budgets. Uh you start thinking Arnold Schwarzenegger, possibly George Lucas. Yes. Many green screens, but this movie was probably done on the cheap. It looked expensive. Yeah. They did a really good job with with the environment of the moon. Uh, the The big vehicles that he was driving, yep uh, the technology in the moon base I mean you know it looked really, really good. I was really impressed with what they were able to pull off, and I see these movies with gigantic budgets like one hundred fifty, and this didn 't look much less than that no, so you know hats off to whoever made the movie i 'm not yes. sure who directed the movie i want want to pull up um, so when when he crashed. Uh, going after the harvester. Yes. Um, what What did you think was going to happen at that point? Like, do you remember? <clears throat> um, I, I was,
0: I, I was w- once once everything was in motion. I was, um, I felt like I knew, or I had an idea of of where he was going to go. But one of the things that's fun about it is even having that in mind of because um, it's it's one of the things anymore that's hard in watching as many movies as I do. Is it's hard to find something really new, I mean, just something like, oh wow, I didn't see that coming at all. like yeah. Totally. So it was one of those, like, I I wasn't sure because it, to me it felt like um, at that point in the movie, it was a choose your own adventure, and I had kind of A, B, and C plotted out in my mind. Like, okay, you could do this, or, but it was it was always nice because it felt like every time they chose something, it was something I, I wasn't, it wasn't like it blew my mind, but it was like, oh, I w- I wouldn't have necessarily thought that was the next step. I Here-
1: Here's and uh, by the way, the director is Duncan Jones. He directed um, w- the Warcraft movie, yep. so they gave him a big budget there. He did Mute too, didn't he? he? he did Mute and Netflix. he did Source Code. Yeah, good flick. Which was pretty neat. Yeah. Um, and I th- so those those are like his major movies. So here's here's the thing about Moon that really misdirected me was there was do you remember the scene where, you know, he's he's nearing the end of his contract. Yep. I want to say it was like three years, mm-hmm. and he looks over. I think all like on a couch. He sees this spooky-looking girl. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh shit! Is this a horror movie?" Um, and and they don't. I don't feel like they really started addressing that until much later. Like starts it starts coming into focus that she was just sort of, I guess, you know, the the memory uh, implanted into his consciousness. And of course, you know, he's he knows at this point he's a. Later in the movie, he finds out he's a clone, very heartbreakingly, because he calls. You know he's the the clone has this life expectant a uh, life expectancy, yep. kind of like in Blade Runner. You know yep. they expire, and uh, I mean so that you you know he's he's just he's he's looking terrible. He looks he's like he's in the final stages of cancer. He's falling heart. apart, and uh, you know he finally makes it out to the edge. He can get you know to where he's not blocked yep. by the scrambler, makes the call. And his daughter answers the phone as like a teenager. Yep. So it's not even that far in the future. See, I thought it was gonna be one of those deals like in Interstellar. Yeah. You know, where like they would be really old. Yeah. But it really was she wasn't even so he he was only probably like the fourth or fifth clone. Yep. So I thought that was an interesting choice.
0: It was. It was it was nice that they didn't put the whole thing beyond the reach. Like it kept it kind of contained in this yeah. this capsule where it's like, okay. I mean, in talking to his daughter at that point, it was it was shocking enough to know that there's a, a realistic span of time that had passed. Right. But it wasn't like, oh no, that was my grandma. Like that would have right. that would have almost been like, wait, what? It's this is so. Like it made it more. It felt like it hit home a little bit more. Like, oh wow, yeah. This is just this whole production, this whole cloning thing, is really in its infancy for this whole operation. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was interesting in that.
1: The new clone that they activate, um, obviously played by Sam Rockwell as well, he you know he ends up going back. Yes. So he gets pretty much the full three years. Yep. Assuming he makes it back. And I, I like to believe that he made it back. I want to see that sequel. I want to see him showing up. There uh, uh, The teaser I will give you
0: is in Mute uh, on Netflix uh-huh. with uh, Alexander Skarsgård. There is one scene in that that links the two movies directly.
1: Now I have to watch now that. Now you have to watch Mute. Now I have to watch that. Cool.
0: It's not a bad movie. I mean, it's... Uh, didn't was totally that the Netflix original yep. movie? Okay. It didn't hit every note. I was hoping it would, but Alexander Skarsgård was good in it, and I enjoyed it. It's And there's... um, Who else is in that? Um,
1: are you noticing that these Netflix movies are... It's almost like they're movies that w- the studio is just... They don't trust the movie. Yeah. Netflix is coming in and snatching these movies up that we're going to be theatrical releases. Could very they lose faith the in them and then they yeah. kind of show them on Netflix. Like most of these Netflix movies are, are they they're not home runs, most of them. Yeah. It's disappointing to me. I would like yeah. to see some of these Netflix movies like actually be really good movies. Like what what was the one that came out last during last year in the Super Bowl? The Cloverfield movie. Oh yeah. Uh The Paradox or whatever it was called. That that one was okay, but it was gonna be a th- Theatrical movies. Justin Thoreau is in that movie, and, and yes. Paul Rudd is in that yes. movie. Yes, that's who I was trying to think. Holy of. crap! Yep. It, as a, like a lead, or is that all Alexander Skarsgård?
0: Uh, Alexander Skarsgård, because the whole thing he doesn't he can't talk, um, so he has no lines. He's the lead. Um, he wins
1: the movie because yes. the name of the movie is Mute. He is the mute.
0: <laughs> Again,
1: spoiler alert. Yeah, okay. uh, he would have got that from the trailer, but he
0: was blind. Um, Paul Rudd. That would be an interesting twist. You name it. I can't see anything.
1: I can hear you fine. I,
0: I'm saying everything just fine. Can you hear me? I need some help because I'm obviously blind. Um, I close my eyes there for dramatic effect exactly. um, was good. to highlight the blindness.
1: And so you're, you're going yeah. you know, to... More pantomime That was a visual. <laughs> you're missing out if you're just listening to this. You should be watching this in your car, seeing these yeah. wonderful visuals. If you're
0: at impacting. home and it's the evening or you're just home, go out to your car and sit in the car and watch it from there. <laughs> the acoustics are fantastic. We're the
1: number in one rated car. podcast to watch from your yep. car.
0: <laughs> that category alone, we yeah, take the gold. We every got
1: day. it. I'm going to do all of, all of the uh, tagging for the yes. episodes. I'm just going to put car. In car, riding in car, yeah. listening in car, listening on the side of the road in car. <laughs> it's like comedians in cars
0: getting coffee, except you're the one in the car, yeah. and no one's drinking coffee. And it's not a very
1: interesting car, and, let's uh, face it. We're not comedians. <laughs> you're probably driving like a, a Camry. A no Yugo. offense. A Yugo. Ooh, a Yugo. Yeah. Ooh, gosh.
0: Throw back to Drowning Mona. All of the cars were Yugos. <laughs> mm.
1: Uh, but like so mute uh, that that that's a, r- a recommend you would say if you've seen Moon, check it
0: out. If if you've seen Moon and you like it, um, there's I, I, I don't want to hype up. It's not a huge payoff. It's it's a fun little. Uh, it's it's not even something you necessarily have to pay super close attention to because mm. they they make sure that you notice it. It's not like oh look in the background.
1: Okay, okay. It's
0: like you 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 make note of of the of the connection to it. Um, gotcha. But that in Uh, and of itself doesn't necessarily um, lend itself to saying, oh, yeah, you should definitely watch Mute if you liked Moon. mm. Mute's still watchable, but I wouldn't put it at the top of my list.
1: I'll watch Paul Rudd in anything. Yes. I mean, he's he's the best. I'll watch him in anything that is being produced by, um, oh, gosh, what's his name? Um, The famous comedy producer... I have I him have in my... <laughs> Adam Sandler's old roommate. Did, you know, the, th- the 40-year-old virgin. And uh, let's see. Hang on. Hang if on. Had, if you hadn't asked me, I would have <clears throat> just said it because I, yep. I could see his face. That's, that's the tricky part of doing a podcast, you guys, especially if you're on camera. You well, on instantly the, get stupider.
0: Yeah. This is when we're like, there's a lot of pressure right here.
1: You have, you're you forced to recall things. They're yes. like, when, we're, when we're working together at the Dairy Queen... Yes. Uh, we just, you know, boom, boom, boom. That's who right was in there. this movie? Who who was the 14th lead on that bam, movie? Bam, bam. Do you remember the grip? Can you remember the grip's name? The best boy. <laughs> okay, 40-year-old virgin, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. Oh, thank you, God, so much, IMDb. Yes. <mwah>. The internet.
0: So it's a wonderful
1: invention. <laughs> Check <laughs> it you, out outdoor. if you haven't already. Super I don't know serial. how you got this episode if you don't know how great it is. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, moving away from mute, back to moon. Moon. Um, So, Kevin Spacey was featured heavily in this movie as the robot that could only emote through uh, emojis. Yes. (laughs) Which kind of cracked me up. Um, It's also the best way to have Kevin Spacey in a movie where you don't see him, but you hear him. Good point. And he's guaranteed not to molest any of the cast members as uh, a robot like that. Yes. You know, he didn't have any arms or legs or appendages. He was just No, It was you know. it was just the robot and just his voice. Yeah, uh, but you know, he he was fine. He he didn't he wasn't super Kevin Spacey in that movie. No. which is uh, good. Yeah, which is little good. Little
0: Kevin Spacey goes a
1: long way. Very little Kevin Spacey goes a long way. And uh, I, you know, I I don't. I, it, it feels weird to say I enjoy Kevin Spacey in anything right now, but I, I thought he was fine in that. It,
0: that's that's I think one of the things that's really unfortunate about the. These revelations of people being scumbags is mm-hmm. it, the what he's produced, the things that he's been in. I mean, the first one that pops in my head is *Usual Suspects*. Yeah, great. I mean, great movie, probably one of the best endings of any movie of all time, is directly contributed to Kevin Spacey. And it's one of those like, I don't just like, oh, I can't like this movie anymore. It's like, no, he's a, you know, he's a scumbag, and I don't, you know. I'm not, you know, that's that's the whole thing that's hard, and a lot of times because that bleeds over into it, like when these people start to open their mouths and talk about things, like just go be, just go make movies. Yeah. Don't have opinions on things that will make me not like you. I, I like to scummy things. I liked
1: him in the Usual Suspects, but American Beauty is for me the quintessential Kevin Spacey. Yes. I rule, you know, he was he was really good in that. Um, but anyways, moving along back to going back to me, so he was good in that. So it, but this was just a Sam Rockwell acting toward a force. Yeah. That he is a his really good line. actor. Th- I feel like this he was good in uh, three billboards. Yep. He won an an, uh, an Academy Award for that performance. Desiringly he was fine. So. I, this was a stronger performance I thought. I could see yeah. Uh, Cuz he's he's working against nobody. That's all him. You know, the, all those Kevin Spacey lines were probably read to him off-screen. Yep. And you know, it was all filled in later. Yep, uh, by Kevin Spacey, you you know Kevin Spacey wasn't there. No, they didn't even have like a great actor to work off of. So, no, it, it's it just Sam him. Rockwell carrying this movie, and you know, and he got to play different versions of himself. Uh, you know, the, the one that had been there for years was kind yes. of a little bit more. I thought that was real interesting that they could be two different kinds of the same person. Yeah, um, makes me wonder like, was the original. Uh, I, I can't remember the name of the character from the movie that sam rock will play but was that guy that complex was he you know sort of laid back and calm and rational and kind of then you had the other version was real assertive and like, do you know, do you have the aggressive
0: the multiplicity effect yeah. by the time you get to the fifth one he's banging his head against a frying pan and, and like then. licking a slice of yeah.
1: pizza and putting it in his wallet exactly <laughs> that, are we running the risk of that pee-pee, steve <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie it was a great movie Uh, yeah maybe perhaps I don't know but it was real creepy when they found it was like a horror movie they it found was. like the the uh, bin of of ready to go clones, clones and it was just filled like the whole lower deck was just filled with clones yeah so that they were prepared for that that mission to go on for a long long oh, time a good while so, so anyways I, I if, if I were to rate this I like to do a scale of 100. That's kind of how I like to rate things. So, you know, I would give this movie an 85. It's a solid score. It's a really solid score. Um, it, it's the kind of movie that I can very easily watch before bedtime, and it, I was interested the whole time as I wanted to see where things were going. Because you, you got an inkling of where it was going. Yep. So, and that's the best time, is when there's, you see that little bit of a glimmer of like, are they gonna go there? But then they actually do it, and they pull it off in a, in a satisfying way. Yep. So many times you get like this idea in your head; it's going to go a certain way, and it either doesn't, or they do, but in a very predictable, yeah. you know, way. And just, oh, they did what I thought they were going to do. And then you just do that thing where it's like, I saw that one coming yeah. from out of the other way. So it didn't really do that all that much. I didn't think.
2: Eve. Yeah. Hi, hi, Eve.
1: How old how old are you now?
2: I'm fifteen. Do I know you? Oh,
1: sweetheart. Uh. Good movie. Um, so the other movie that I assigned to you was Moonwalker. Yes. Starring um, Ron Perlman and Rupert Grint. Rupert Grint. Ron Weasley. Good old Ronald Weasley. What did you say? I'll let you like take the lead on this one. <clears throat> I, I I
0: enjoyed it. Um, the f- uh, one of the first things that I really noticed from it, it was um, I wish there were more vehicles where Ron Perlman was a a leading man. Um, he felt like he really carried it. It was to to me there were definitely notes of like you know because Liam Neeson for the longest time had this career of being a dramatic actor. He would have some action roles here and there. Yeah. But like he like he really kind of came into this like. I'm an old dude, but I'm still a badass when he right. did Taken. And oh, like yeah. every movie since he did Taken There's is been a just variation another that. Taken
1: movie. Yeah, And I'm okay with it because it works. Sure. It's good. It's, it's entertaining. What was the Liam Neeson movie they, they did in Daddy's Home 2? Like, it's <laughs> it, like something Slay. It, it, I, it's, uh, it was that, perfect.
0: The thing that's funny <laughs> to me is I think that movie is actually, the, a variation of that movie is coming out. Yeah. In, like, January. Well, they got his voice in it.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: right. He's a snowplow. It's a joke in Daddy's Home too, (laughs) And it's a real movie in reality, (laughs) our our life, that's coming out in either January or February, where Liam Neeson drives a snowplow. Something happens, I think, to his family, and he has to go kill a bunch of bad guys.
1: Somebody's taken.
0: Which he's very prepared for as a snowplow operator. (laughs) You know, there's the, here's how you drive the plow. Here's how it goes up and down. Here's how you murder yeah. a number of yeah. bad guys. Sure. You know, that's the standard training, I think. For, it's
1: part of the three-day 3, week, three day training yes. course of day snow day one, pie.
0: get in the plow. Day two, here's
1: how it goes up and down. Day you three, know, how to kill a man. How to with,
0: kill a man with, a,
1: with snow. <laughs> God, I murder It was the snow. <sighs> you, just, you just pack the snow into the eye cavity as yeah, hard as you can.
0: Snow punch. <laughs> I, that's a way that you can kill a man with snow.
1: Oh, gosh. Um, okay, so Ron Perlman, I, I know what you mean. He, he's a very charismatic dude who's, who's usually behind some sort of makeup. He's like a he's like, Yeah. Uh, he, he's a B movie star. Yeah. And the, I think the only reason that he is not like a rock level performer, because he has all the charisma of like a rock. But he's got that radio face. Yeah, he's an ugly fellow. <laughs> he, he's not attractive. He appears to be wearing prosthetics, even though he's not. He's, he's got the furrowed brow. He has a, a continuously furrowed brow and kind of a long face. I saw. Did you did you see the scene? Did you notice where he's like tripping acid, and then a chipmunk scurried across his brow, his, and it furrowed, and it got caught in his yes. furrow? It was just for a second or that's so. That's
0: how furrowed his brow is. His brow is so furrowed, <laughs> it, it, trapped can, the chip it on. can trap small rodents.
2: <laughs> uh, Go
0: home, try it. <laughs> try and furrow <laughs> your brow so much that you can <laughs> catch a rodent in
1: your furrowed yeah. brow. I don't know how you do that. Not going to happen. There's no amount of tape in the world that's going to pull that smooth. Nope. Um, but but he, he was really good in it. He, and I'm glad that he was in it as much as he was. He really was like the star of the movie. Yeah. And um, this is the first time I think I've really noticed um, uh, Rupert Grint in anything after the Harry Potter movies. And he he very much felt like he was playing Ron Weasley. It was, it, it had,
0: it because he was, the character was always behind the eight ball. Yeah. He was always, oh, I'm trying to, I, I got to get out of this. Yeah. Oh, now I got to get out of this. Yeah, yeah. And he was kind of this. Cowardly little guy yeah. that was, oh, what, what do I do? It was like, yeah. okay, you're definitely playing to your strengths there, Ron. Right, but right. Uh, not you, Ron, Ron Weasley. Oh, um, sure, sure. Different Ron. He
1: he was playing like a very charming British Ben Stiller type yes. performance. and with, with horrible clothes. Oh, well, it was the 70s practically, the late 60s. Yeah. What did you think of the uh, Leon character, his roommate? Uh, he... He was in. I, I try I, as I was
0: watching. I was looking all these guys up because I've watched a lot of British films. Yeah. And in uh, what a lot of people might not know is in British television and British cinema, there's like five actors, and so they're in everything. So yeah. I was trying to find. It's like okay, are any of these people think people that I know from other stuff? Yeah. And he really had. I mean, like there. I wasn't familiar with. I, I don't think really anybody else. Um, he was. He was an interesting character because he was almost like there was a, there was a. a Comedic element to the movie. Yeah. It was it was this good mixture of Ron Perlman's serious. Yeah, we're trying to film. We gotta we gotta make a, a fake lunar landing film. Yeah, he's got that. He's driving the serious. It's a
1: very silly plot. It's very yeah. very silly plot. It,
0: it's um, and then you have Rupert Grint who's like, oh, everything he does just falls apart. So it's like you have this comedy of errors happening at the same time as a very straight-laced, serious government man's trying to get something done. Oh. And then in the middle you have this Leon character, that's just kind of like this. He's nearly slapstick.
1: He he's like every um, slacker, stoner, flatmate in movies that I've seen. Like, yes. Do you remember the movie with Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts? Notting Hill. Yeah, that you know the roommate. Lucy Fons. Yeah, he kind of reminded me of that guy. Absolutely. Uh, but but I enjoyed him. He was pretty. He he was funny. What yeah. he was what he was doing was good. But yeah, it's such a it was such a crazy. Stretch of a movie because Grint, in the beginning of the movie, Ron Weasley was the manager of this really crappy local band that wasn't hitting. Reminded me of the Strokes. Super obnoxious lead singer, you know. Um, And and then he finds himself in this position uh, to where he just, you know, Perlman shows up with a literal briefcase of money. Full of cash. Just full of cash. And he's just offering this cash that they make this film. And, and you know, Weasley's just like, I'm just going to call him Ron Weasley. That's
2: fine. <clears throat> he's we, Weasley.
1: Weasley, just, he just goes along with it because the guy's office it really was, who was the agent of Stanley Kubrick, um, was away. He, he had a bad drug trip or something. Yes. You know, he snor- snorted some coke and his nose was bleeding. So bleeding. He walks away. Uh, instead of kicking him out of his office because, you know, he clearly was just fucking with him in that position. He was not going to give him any help. Um, Pearlman shows up right at the perfect time. Uh, And then, of course, like his picture, like he doesn't know what Stanley Kubrick looks like. It gets, like, destroyed. It's that comedy of errors. Oh, yeah. It's a comedy of errors and then we're in this situation where this real strange sort of uh, flamboyant um, 60s era director, it's this movie... This m- moon landing s- film falls into his lap, yes. and his his previous six m- big movie was like, I think just him jumping around in, in slow motion, kind of trampoline with goofy sound effects playing. Yes. <laughs> I think was marveling at it. Oh my god, oh. they're just blown away. Well, they're all on acid and tripping yeah. balls and stuff. So it, it was a very silly movie. Um, you know, I, what, how would you grade this movie?
0: <clears throat> well, what I liked. Um, they're uh, I think when I when we, when we were talking about it uh, when at work at uh, Benjamin Moore paint store um, <laughs> when we were discussing the film
1: or when we were shaking the cans of yes. paint
0: and putting the wallpaper books back on yeah. the shelves Oh, I hate uh, it when
1: people get on all the books and they never put them away mm. come on man put your books back put them back <laughs> but anyways I do we this. digress
0: yeah. um there, there was, there was a part, um, b- probably kind of between the bridge between the second and third act, I would say, where it, it faltered a little bit. But I, I liked at the end, the ending to me, the third act brings it all home because there was an element that reminded me of uh, British gangster films of the late '90s, early 2000s, um, Lock, Stock, Two Smoking Barrels, Snatch, Snatch, you know, <coughs> those kinds of films. The movie was violent. It, it takes a really violent turn in the third act at the end, but it does so in that way that fits perfectly for things to work out for the protagonist.
1: There are two or three just startling beheadings. Yes. In this, by People way of shotguns.
0: Lose their
1: minds. Oh, my God. The like decapitation. It, it, it happened a handful of times, and it, it just it startled me every time. It was violent. Yeah. They, they were pioneering a new head being blown off with a shotgun technology yeah. in this
0: movie. Can, how many heads can we blow
1: off? <laughs> Feasibly. Well, even in the beginning of the movie, where he's, he's, you know, he was in Vietnam, Ron Perlman's character, and he's he's having this horrible nightmare. Having these flashbacks. Yeah, and he's, you know, he's like beating this, you know, fella. He's <laughs> this this guy, you know, Vietnamese man, and like the the you know the camera kind of does like a rotation, and it it goes. It was a real interesting shot of seamlessly transitioning from the world of the Vietnam you know in the bush to his hotel room so they, they were doing some really interesting shots in this movie yeah it's worth seeing I yeah think. I
0: would I would definitely I would definitely say it's worth seeing
1: I will say I nodded asleep at one point in the movie
0: <laughs> there the I think the the only thing it might have been
1: the part you're talking about that's
0: that's where it felt like it dipped a little bit and that's yeah. the I think that's the only thing that I would really I would knock it for it, it. It doesn't grab you and keep you the entire time, um, but it, it does do a good job of you know starting out a good story, putting it together. They kind of you know dance around a little bit to where it, you can get distracted, yeah. but then they bring it home at the end. They really and, and they stuck the landing. They though. stuck they stuck the landing. No if you pun stick intended. around, yeah. <laughs> lunar landing. <The>
1: lunar landing. <laughs> yeah, they, I, I thought that it, it had a. It's a very worthwhile movie. Yes. It had a good ending. Uh, the The scene where you're saying it kind of turns into that like old 2000 style like British gangster type. It it really does feel that way. Yeah. Um. Which is odd because it's Hellboy and Ron Weasley. Yeah. And I, I don't really know who else was in the movie that I can think of. Uh, but you know, no. good movie. How would you rate it on your scale? What's uh, your scale? How do you scale? like to rate movies?
0: Um, I'll stay with the same scale just okay. for continuity. Okay. Because we don't want any continuity errors. No, we no. sure don't. That's not us. <laughs> it's a movie <laughs> joke. <laughs> Continuity. <to> <sighs> oh, I Science. will give. I will give this. Um, let's see. I'll give it. I'll give it a, a, a seventy-two hmm. out of a hundred.
1: That seems like a really fair grade. It's
0: it's it's one of those. It's it's a it's a solid. It's it, it would seventy-two. I, I mean, on 72. the old
1: scholarly scale, that would be a D. Yeah, but, but I think you know, I on a movie a scale, that I think this is good. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, that's that's a good score on a movie. Scale. Yeah, I feel like on a movie scale, if you go 100, 60 is good. Yeah, anything above 70 is a recommend. Yeah, you know, you could recommend yeah. it, but it's a 72, so pull back a little bit. Yeah, because you know there are some problems in that transition between the second and third. And
0: line. I I will note. Um, typically, I don't love movies set in the seventies, mm. which technically this is set in nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, but it's nearly seventies. I, there's, I mean, it's not. I'm not saying there's not good movies that are set or made in the seventies, but I, it's just that whole time frame. I don't tend to. Is really it just even, the aesthetic? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's just like there's, like I, I like I, I dig the sixties. Yeah, and I love the eighties. It's just for, and I, there are movies that are set in or filmed in the seventies that I enjoy but just for whatever reason just I don't know if it's I, I think it's the whole motif of the 70s the clothes the environment the atmosphere I just I have a hard time with it so for yeah. this I f- that was I, that was it was a hill for me to get over yeah and I think just, so they
1: they had to fight their way out of that
0: yeah.
2: bias yep
0: yeah. immediately and, they did, and I think they did a good job I enjoyed it I yeah, enjoyed fair the job. Movie.
2: as I said to you on the phone we have a proposal for Mr. Kubrick that he needs to take extremely seriously
0: yeah There's a considerable
2: amount of money in this project. should Mr. Kubrick decide to say yes? For him and for you. Huh? Now, this is a project of extreme importance to my employers, and it's incredibly time-sensitive. There's nothing else I can say without Mr. Kubrick, but um, I'll be available to discuss this all afternoon. There's a number you can reach me at. Mr. Kubrick accepts our proposal. He gets the money.
1: Okay, so that was fun. I I look forward to doing another one of those vice-versas. Yes. Uh, In the the third segment of this show, we're going to do something a little different, but similar. Uh, I feel like we're going to do a little bit of window dressing, but the same thing (laughs) every week. You know why?
0: Because that's really easy. (laughs) Easy. That's what we are. I love easy things. That's how we do. Yes.
1: All right, so moving on to the next segment, we're going to... Talk about, uh, since this is the sequel to the... The sequel. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do... You know, last week we did uh, Guilty Pleasures, uh, movies that, you know, maybe technically aren't great movies, but we enjoyed. Yes. Um, this week we're going to do shitty sequels. Yeah. Uh, mo- movies that we had high hopes for, um, but were ultimately disappointed. But ultimately were shitty. And, and sometimes you can enjoy a movie in later viewings, uh, but these movies... You know no bueno, I mean I just oh, I, I, and I have God Adam, I have so many movies I jotted down I'm having I'm gonna have trouble I'm just gonna end up picking movies in the moment That's maybe maybe That's perhaps fine. just off the ebb and flow of your picks like whatever you decide to go with I may change direction
0: it was it, it was it was hard because um, I, I started off. I started off just to get myself in the right frame of things. Mm-hmm. I just Googled worst movies. Yeah. Lists the Worst and things and just started going yeah. and seeing what, you know, what are kind of some of the typical, and a lot of what you'll find um, is you'll find movie franchises, especially horror franchises, yeah. where you get into the later films that just, I mean, they're just, it's an annual cash grab that, like, we can yeah. throw a Freddy film, we can throw a Jason film, we can throw a Saw film, you know, whatever, It yeah. we'll make some money. And it, they don't put a lot of emphasis into those. And so I, I, after I did that, I tried, because I, I had a lot, there's, I mean, there's, yeah. when you get into franchise, you know, large franchise movies that have four or five, six plus installments, you can get into some really not great movies. Sure, sure. So I tried, I it was like, all right, again, I, I tried again to, to spread the genres around so I didn't just stay in horror. I comedy. like that you do that. I tried to really kind of keep it um, as as dynamic as I could.
1: We're and nothing if not eclectic. Yes. <laughs> and,
0: uh, and in that, I really, I really tried to limit it to, um, I do have one that's a fourth installment of a franchise. But I tried to keep it to um, either the second or
1: third in the rest of them just because. You know, it's interesting that you brought up the whole, like, I Googled, you know, worst movies or whatever. Like, I, I in preparation for these types of shows, this isn't my first rodeo. So I do similar. A I am a seasoned vet I'm after over fifty episodes over on the other podcast. Yeah. Um, so I'll do similar things, but uh, I try. I don't want to. I don't want to just grab yeah. movies off the top of the lists. Uh, I, I and and there there was an interesting uh, article that I read that was movies that killed franchises, uh, and I feel like that speaks to what you're talking about. Yeah. Like once you get three, four, five movies deep into a franchise. It, it, it you're gonna eventually there's there's it's you know hard. diminishing returns after every one of these movies and yeah there's movies it's just going to end it so i tried to stay away from those as well and in fact there's one movie there's a, there's one movie on mine that i'm pretty sure i'm going to choose no matter what that it it could have killed the franchise but it came the franchise came back so strong afterwards and I'm so grateful because there's been some, there's been so many good movies in the in the franchise. It makes
2: you <laughs> a. There's I'm
1: there's a couple curious. of franchises. If you were to say that to me, two or three would pop into my head. So we'll we'll just make it a little tasty surprise. You you can say whether or not you thought of it when when it gets to it. Jason okay. Takes Manhattan. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, because, as you alluded to, and I think in our last episode, you watched every one of those Friday the Thirteenth movies in a marathon. Good God, why would you? And... It was a poor choice. It was a very <laughs> poor choice.
0: I have a patterned history of making very poor choices.
1: You have a history of seeing things through to the end. Yes. Even though, like, you should, you should have, after three movies, just said, "Oh my Lord, I have so many other things. There's good movies I could be watching. Why There's... am I? Why am I?" punishing myself right now so
0: many better things i could be doing with my time right now (laughs) you could
1: be reading with your kid
0: i could be enriching myself i could be learning portuguese but i didn't instead i watched jason get on a boat kill a bunch of kids and then get in manhattan start (laughs) hacking people up. look there's jason in manhattan and no one notices
1: do you think the folks in manhattan were excited to see that hey look it's that jason guy it's us i killed a bunch of kids good for you all right adam why don't why don't you lead us off with your first Shitty sequel. All
0: right. Uh, the, and these are in no particular order. Yeah, we're going to do ten
1: total. Adam's going to choose five, and then yes. I'll choose five.
0: All right. My, my, my first one, this, this was literally the first one that popped in my head, even thinking about it. Okay. Um, and, it's, and it's hard. It's hard because it's, it's from a franchise. This is, this is the fourth installment from the franchise, uh-huh. and it's a franchise that I love, franchise that I grew up with. This okay. is Indiana Jones oh. and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Right there. I did. All right, and it was it was just, and I feel bad, but I really didn't like it. It's it's one of those like, I, I I had such a, such a fondness. I saw Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in theaters with my mom. Mm. Loved that movie. Oh yeah, that would be a great Watched memory. Watched all three of them so many times. Yeah. and then like, hi, oh, Indiana Jones is coming back. I'm like, oh my goodness, we're gonna get another Indiana Jones. And
1: there was like a period of 15, 20 years where they, t- they were teasing yeah. Indiana Jones coming back. I Continue. remember going back to the late 90s yeah. Then talking about making a comeback. So that movie, and it came out in, uh, let's see, I'm going to pull it up here. Um, no, no, 2008. So it's Two been 10 years ago. 10 years. 10 years ago. Years. Ten years ago this, this past summer, was 10 years.
0: And they're talking about, they're <coughs> it's, I think it's a done deal at this point, um, that they're going to make a fifth one.
1: They pushed it back. It was actually, I think, yeah. like, getting ready to be going into filming.
0: Yeah, and, and he's,
1: and you know, Harrison's ten years older than that he, now.
0: He and he was. But a, I thought he looked great. He he, he was passable. Yeah, he was passable. He really now. was. Um, it, and it's, oh, that's one of the things, kind of what makes it harder as a franchise goes on, is so many characters from the original ones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who is the who's the square little guy that uh, would would, um, run around with Indiana Jones? Um, Short round. Now the the, <laughs> the other the guy from the um, uh, oh
1: uh, Marcus yeah Marcus Marcus Brody yeah
0: Marcus Brody that I mean he's he's gone yeah he um, died so you know there's there's so many they, it was nice I like that they paid um, homage to um, his dad I mean yeah. Sean Connery's not dead but he didn't reprise his role he's obviously. retired now he's he's out of the game yeah. Marcus Brody the actor that played him is dead he's so he's guy. not coming back um, it was fun that they got Karen Allen to come back very cool that was, that was a cool it was nice. The, the one thing about that that I'm really starting to, I'm starting to debate on whether or not I really enjoy that is there's so many of these movies, I know we've talked, Star Wars has been doing it, um, uh, the Jurassic Park franchise has really done that mm-hmm. relied heavily on that in their kind of next go around. But all these movies that were great decades ago, yeah. bringing back characters from the originals yeah. to make you feel that nostalgia and want to see it. Because yeah. um, you want to know what happened. Exactly. And yeah. it was... I, I liked Karen Allen's performance in it, and I thought that Kate uh, um, Blanchett as the as the villain she, she was, was very interesting. She was a compelling enough villain. It was nice they kind of switched it yeah. up. They were still, I think, if I remember correctly, they were still some kind of Nazi faction. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, they're, yeah. he's forever fighting Nazis. Um, <laughs> but it's it's one of those like the fallout of the Third Reich. <clears throat> oh, Nazis ever <laughs> because everywhere. it was
1: set in like the fifties, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: So. Um, But it was you know hey those Nazis are still trying you know we had they
1: lost the world wars well the thing that they were probably really counting on was that Shia LaBeouf would uh, kind of carry the franchise ahead yeah and he just
0: it was like his his whole character uh, I mean, they—they they were banking. It seemed like they were definitively banking on oh, yeah. his uh, prowess in the public eye at that point. Well, he
1: was in three successful Transformers movies. Yeah, he, he carry—he could kind of not carry a, a franchise. Like the Transformers is what carry the franchise, yeah. but he—he—he can—he could can be that guy. He can be like your Steve Gutenberg. Yes, you know, <laughs> he, he can he be that. A, he's that a very character. valid Steve
2: Gutenberg.
1: <laughs> I don't mean that in a in a pejorative way at all. I look forward to seeing Shia LaBeouf in the Big Green too. Don't wouldn't you love to see him as the new Mahoney in a police academy? I would actually enjoy that. I'm not. I, I, I would actually enjoy that. I could see Shia LaBeouf as the Mahoney. I
2: really like Shia. LaBeouf.
1: I even really dig him in these like weird roles that he picks nowadays. Yeah, he just he
0: went out. He went off the deep end, and that's one of those things yeah. you can't do if you want to be. a prominent. Well, he was know.
1: like publicly butting heads with Michael Bay. Yeah,
0: he was and then he was just doing weird stuff. Yeah, he was doing weird He was like, stuff. I'm going to do weird stuff cuz that'll get me attention. I'm like, going to wear a
1: sack on my head and then true. tell you not to pay attention to me.
0: You already <laughs> have everyone's attention. Why do you need more what attention is it that you're not getting?
1: Yeah, he's right. a b- bizarre actor.
0: He was like he was always who's combing his hair? He was, you know, it was like that they got 50s, yeah, greaser, wanna, greaser yeah, wannabe motorcycle M- kid. Mud, M- M- what was his name? Mud M- or something? It was
1: Mud. I think it was Mud. Okay, it was just yeah. like, Mud?
0: Like, this is the guy that's going to take over for
1: Indiana Jones? The thing I did not care for about Indiana Jones Crystal Skull, one of the reasons where they started losing me was they made Indy ride bitch on the motorcycle yeah. for too long. He At least Jones Sr. got to ride in the side carriage in yeah. the Last Crusade. You do not make Indy right, bitch. He's
0: Indiana Jones. Yeah. His name is in the title of the movie. Yeah. He's the reason you're
1: there. Right. But, you know, I, I enjoy the movie. I, it was a very successful movie. It was. Uh, it was one of the top grossing films of that year, I remember. Uh, the Aliens is the sticking point for that's, the majority of fans. That's what
0: they that's were what just like, <laughs> What? <laughs> The crystal skull is an alien skull. Yeah. Whole, it looks like an alien
1: skull. We shouldn't have been surprised. Yeah, I was like...
0: Uh, those, it was like the, That's the, an like, alien. Is, that's an alien head. <laughs> it's Clearly. A, it's a magnetic crystal alien head. Yeah. For some reason.
1: But once you actually saw the, you know, flying saucer come up from the ground or whatever, it's like, woof, man. Like, what? I don't know.
0: What? Where have we gotten ourselves to? Because this is not where we... I mean, like once. I mean, when you had the Ark of the Covenant, you've had the Temple of Doom. Yeah. You know, you had reached into the guy's chest, pulling the heart out. Ah, I freaked, me, him ah, out. freaked yeah. me out as a kid. Oh yeah. And it was terrifying. but it was great. So, and then, you know, and then you the the last Crusade, you know, no ticket. You know, oh, it was a great
1: line. They they better, Indy better be after some sort of biblical relic. Yeah. Just, an artifact in this new movie. Well, because I mean, there's the whole
0: thing is he's an archaeologist. Yeah. It's like oh. He found aliens.
1: Well, he came into play because they were looking for the city, yeah, the lost city, which is kind of interesting. Uh, but
0: you know, it, they, it was it was just it was having been so long and hyped so much, and it's oh my goodness, Indiana Jones is back!
1: And then you go and you watch like,
0: oh, why did Indiana Jones come back?
1: <laughs> and of course, this is the movie that spawned that South Park. Lucas and Spielberg are raping our childhood. <laughs> Were they the kids are—it was like full-on Jodie Foster on a gunball yeah. machine. <laughs> yep. And and that just kind of became the internet's mantra yeah. for the next ten years: it was, "Stop raping my childhood!" Stop it! Ouch! So I don't know. I liked it okay. I, I hated those ants. Oh yeah. I did not care for the scenes where Shia LaBeouf is swinging from vine to vine. It's just like it's like oh Lucas, cut that out.
0: There, there were not enough really great positive notes to overwhelm the fact
1: of I how. I did many like the
0: refrigerator
1: scene though. I
2: know people that hated
1: was, that. I, I I read all the time people saying how unbelievable that is.
0: The, but the opening to the movie, that that whole sequence, that whole opening sequence, I loved.
1: I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, that looked very uh, believable. Yeah. you know, because it was a callback to Raiders you know they're in that you know mysterious storage big warehouse and everywhere. they even
0: have when they're you know driving around there you know he's trying to get away from the nazis again yeah. Yeah, they yeah. have that cut that scene where he goes oh look the box is over oh it's the ark of the covenant yeah it was a cool little nod back to it, that. it was a like strong that. start it was and then it just
1: yeah it, it unraveled okay
0: so that is my as my first shitty sequel
1: excuse me dr jones yes um I just had a question on Hargrove's normative culture model. <laughs> Forget Hargrove.
0: <laughs> Read Ver Gordon Child on diffusionism. He spent most of his life in the field. I want to be a good archaeologist.
2: You got to get out of the library!
1: Okay, my first shitty sequel is also one of the worst movies ever. So it carries two... It's got two things hanging around its neck. And that is the 2003 comedy Legally Blonde (laughs) 2, Red, White, and Blonde.
0: (laughs) I'm trying to think if I ever actually made it to that one. I know I saw the first one and enjoyed
1: it. The first one is cute. Yeah. Um, My wife, Laura, was a huge, huge fan of that movie. She loves Reese Witherspoon, as most people from that, most girls of her age in that time did. Um. And, you know, the first one was cute. You know, she, she's this sort of airhead who's very smart, but chooses to just be herself. Yep. And she, you know, she gets accepted into law school. And it's a positive movie. You know, like I, th- there was a tone that, w- there was a respectable tone in the nature to the movie. Yep. But in the second movie, and I won't, I don't want to spend a whole lot of time because I, I only saw it the once. And was, it was one of the most miserable going experiences ever for me if I had if I was by myself it would have been the second movie I ever walked out of (laughs) it was so bad so in this movie here um, so of course it's 2003 there has to be a tiny like baked potato sized dog yes prominent in the story like a la Paris Hilton yes she has this Chihuahua um, called Bruiser and uh, she's this successful attorney it's a continuation of the first movie, and she's going to help her dog, Bruiser, find his mother.
0: That is an interesting direction to take
1: anything. This whole movie is about the dog, yeah. and there are lots of chips in this story that, that revolve around this dog. So, she hires a private investigator... He finds the dog, shows up in the office with the manila envelope, you know, typical, like, you know, movie film noir style detective, pops up the um, this, the black and white, like, husband cheating on his wife style photos, finds the dog. It's a, actually, it's like a damn portrait shot of this other chihuahua. And they, and then like, you know, Reese Witherspoon's is like, oh, it's your mother. Look, I can tell from the cheekbones. And then they're immediately, like, off to where to find the dog, the dog's mother. They find the mother, and it turns out that the dog is in one of those um, Revlon, like, uh, testing facilities where they put the makeup on the dog. And they're outraged because, you know, Bruiser's mother is a test dog. So she decides she's going to fly to Washington to try and make this bill to save to to prevent animal testing, basically, so it's like it's it's a worthy enough cause to want to go to Washington for, I guess, but it the way they get there is just such a weird thing. Does she just genuinely not
0: understand the legislative process?
1: <laughs> well, she's this lawyer, really. Like it's, lawyer. it's it was like ah, oh, we're gonna go through Congress to get this law passed. Like really. And, you know, like I said, I don't want to give too much. It, like, it makes me sad that they wrote people like Sally Field and Bob Newhart into this movie. Oh. You know, they're in oh, this. That hurts. Jennifer Coolidge, who's usually pretty funny. Did Luke Wilson come back? He did, I think, for like a, a minute. Ooh. He showed up for like a minute for like just so they could say he was in it, I guess. But the best part of the movie is when... It was over. <laughs> thank God this movie's over. And you know, like I'm totally doing that like a-hole boyfriend thing. I'm just like <laughs> sighing deeply. <sighs>
0: this movie sucks.
1: <clears throat> <What? sighs> it's like every dumb part of the movie. And by the way, she agrees it was terrible. She was very disappointed. She actually really loved the first movie. So even though like I, I'm, I'm this, this is a movie that like I'm, I'm earning points to go see. So she knows I don't even want to see this thing. So the fact that like the movie sucks I'm sighing heavily next to her. All of those things just made for a really miserable movie going experience. But the best part is when Bruiser uh, has a sexual encounter with a male Doberman Pinscher and they have this really cute scene where like the, the judge who's presiding over the whether or not this bill uh, goes like, you know, into effect. Uh, he, he owns this like really masculine Doberman Pinscher Rottweiler thing. Well, they get it on in Bone, and they learn that the dog is gay. And at the moment of they realizing the dog is gay, by the way, in the very next scene, Bruiser's wearing, like, this diamond-studded vest. <laughs> like, they dress the dog in the most stereotypically, like, YMCA village person gay outfit. This, I don't know if they were trying to be kind of progressive.
0: This hurts. It's Even terrible. listening to this hurts.
1: It's awful, man. It's so bad. But it, it's a terrible watch. Shame on you, Reese Witherspoon. Just, it was just a year or so later that she won an Academy Award for, you know, as, as uh, in Walk the Line. Oh, yeah. She wasn't, you know, thank God there weren't, you know, careers that ended because of this movie. That, yeah. But it is so bad. And it, it's so stupid. Yeah. The, it, it feels almost like they're trolling their fans yeah, it's, of it's, the first it. movie. Because it, it, they're... I feel like they're b- more making fun of her in this movie than they were in the first movie. You know, it was the it was the short sighted, you know, um, uppity Harvard kids who just saw yeah. her as like this, you know, dumb blonde, and they all came around in the end because she showed her worth. But they they play into the stereotypes in a negative way in this movie. It's,
0: yeah, it it feels like it was like, hey, we should make another one of those Legally Blonde movies. Like, yeah, yeah we should. How do we ensure it doesn't become a trilogy? Eh, let's make this version. I feel
1: like Reese Witherspoon said no a bunch of times, and she said, "Okay, I'll make another one, but we have to make it the worst movie ever."
0: Yeah, We're, let's bury this franchise.
2: Yeah, I don't let's ever,
1: ever want to play this character again.
0: I'm done with L, whatever name is. Yeah.
1: So, anyways, that's my first shitty sequel.
2: The
0: canines are both male.
1: Your dogs are
0: gay. That is, that is, yeah, that's a
1: that's a good one. <laughs> okay, all what's right. your second shitty sequel? My
0: second one. All right, I did I did bounce over to uh, to horror, and there's there's a lot there's a lot of really bad horror
1: sequels. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, And and
1: that almost makes them good.
0: Yeah. There's no shortage of of bad sequels, especially, like I said, you can get into... um, Troll 2. Troll 2.
1: Nightmare on Elm Street 2.
0: Uh, I
1: hope those aren't two of your movies. No.
0: And uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2, uh, I think... uh, think what hurt that one the most was the fact that freddie was not in it as much not much yeah that's that's it's because it's kind of like what hurt uh, because i was really tempted to do halloween three um season the witch um okay because even when you understand why it doesn't have michael myers and it's still not a great movie it's really it has its fans it does Um, i don't know but i
1: yeah i am with you it's not it's not one of my favorite no i like the silver shamrock song
0: that it's it's a catchy tune it's, very catchy. it's meant to get in your head and stay there for days on end um but i what i did was uh, i went with a franchise that was there was a fledgling uh, it was back in the Oh what was it uh, early 2000s mm-hmm. late 90s early 2000s okay. when when we started bringing everything over from Japan Oh no um I went with The Ring 2. Oh
1: no I knew you were going to go there The Ring <laughs> Oh gosh you're right though that movie was bad
0: It was bad the, the because the first one The Ring mm-hmm. uh, the American adaptation of Ringu Ringu which I think there were like I want to say there were three or four of them in in Japan um But the second one, because the first one really hits well, and it's a PG-13. Yeah. It's a PG-13 horror movie, which is, um, I know when James Wan set out to do the Insidious series, he did so specifically with a PG-13 franchise in mind because it seems like it's too hard to make a genuinely scary PG-13 movie without the gore, without the violence, without all of the things that typically are included in a horror franchise. And so to have such a compelling PG-13 genuinely scary um movie.
1: That movie legit unnerved me. Yes.
0: It was and it was it was um it was interesting too. I mean there was there was a mystery to it. I mean there was something that uh
1: Oh god, they got sissy Spacek in that movie. Yeah.
0: They uh, they uh, they Gary Cole? Yeah. And it was it was just not great. Um because no. the, they ended on such a strong note and uh what's interesting is uh, rings the the third entry into the is that uh, the more recent one that's no, the it more recent one years ago it came out a few years ago i uh, uh i i got that one and i watched it and i actually enjoyed that one i think it has uh
1: is that the one where they're like on a plane
0: um this, this what what the rings did is kind of the same thing that uh, scream 4 did where it brought the same story to a new generation where mm-hmm. um the whole deal with the ring was she had to make a copy. She made a copy of the of the film and that's how her uh, how she was able Well to
1: it was also a video cassette. Too. Yeah. Like that's just not gonna <laughs> that's not gonna work nowadays.
0: So these everybody was they were they had um I wanna I I wanna say for some reason, um that it was Johnny Galecki, but I don't I, I'm not hundred percent on that. Um it was somebody like that um if it, he he was a college professor and he gets a whole Johnny Galecki
1: was in okay. it yeah so it uh, was Vincent D'Onofrio yeah
0: it was it was a good it was it was an enjoyable movie hmm. um for having so much time in between the second and third one You and might have to borrow that sometime yeah the, <laughs> having the, the the second one be such a piece of crap yeah um i, I think my favorite scene out of all of it um, was with the deer. I don't know if you remember that scene. Oh,
1: with, that was bizarre. They yeah.
0: were driving. It was It yeah. was um, uh, Naomi Watson, her creepy little son, which that was one of the things <laughs> that hurt, was in the first one, he was a really genuinely creepy little kid. Yeah. Um, then he grew up a little bit in between the first and the second one, so he was still kind of creepy, but yeah. he was more bordering into that awkward, weird, just kind of like, oh, this kid's kind of just weird. Oh, um, God.
1: It's like the Jesse Eisenberg Yeah. It was just like... <laughs> Or No, not Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, Michael uh, Sarah. Michael Sarah. <laughs> like, oh, he's a cute. Kid. <laughs> oh, I don't like oh. Michael Sarah as a tweener, oh, like young adult. He looks
0: like <sighs> a pedophile. Oh,
2: yeah, oh. Bit, bit much, bit much.
0: But yeah, so the the kid he was less creepy, less ominous, so that didn't help it. And then it was just uh, the the whole sto- I mean, the story. The storyline was convoluted. You know.
1: the, there was one decent creepy scene for me. I think they were at some sort of festival or f- yeah. fair. And the little boy goes into the bathroom, bathroom and you see the girl in the background, yeah, and I feel like she she kind of like moves towards him in this very yep. unnatural way, if I'm remembering it correctly, yep. and I was practically asleep at this point in the movie, yeah. so it, that might have had some effect too, so I was so bored and disappointed up at that point
0: it it because the first one came out so strong, you thought, yep. okay. This one we're gonna we're gonna duplicate that or come close to at least, and they just didn't. No, they just did. I mean, there, there have was...
1: you seen Ringo Two? Is it like the the American Ring Two?
0: Um, I I haven't seen. I think I may have watched part of the original Japanese one. I think yeah. I watched the Japanese Grudge movies, but I don't yeah, think I watched I the the Japanese Ring movies. Well,
1: I, I I thought for a second you were gonna say the Grudge Two, which was also awful. Yeah, but Ring Ring Two is I think worse. Yeah. Um. And then of course you have the kind of resolution. I don't like when they try to have a resolution yeah. to a character like the girl Samara. Samara. I don't like when they because it's almost like they're they're saying we we kind of know this is the end of the franchise. We we want to put this. We want to resolve this. Yeah. And I, I just didn't like the way they did it by no. going down into the well with her.
0: No, it was the, the it was it was just a very 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 disappointing. Like after, I remember after watching, I was like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Like, like, and I really, I mean, like, I was. It started off. I was like, okay, yeah, we're back. And, and watching I was like, okay, so there's the deer are all that was just strange set. and out of nowhere. I was like, okay, so she's trying to get to this world through her kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, what? And then it was just like, yeah, I'm. I just, I don't need to anything to do with this. This is it's, just.
1: It's interesting because Naomi Watts is typically like a really well-respected actor. Yeah. Too. And you you like to have a good actor that's anchoring a scary movie that's make believe. Yeah, it it adds a bit of gravitas to it, a little bit of realism, and well, and and she was cash. That was a cash grab for her her.
0: because her character, the whole dynamic of the first one was, she was she was an adult and she was a a respected journalist, um, but it was she was so irresponsible as a mom that her young child was the one that was really taking care of her because i think he used to call her by her first name yeah and so you have this like by the end of the movie you have this role shift of he was taking care of her just in their general day-to-day life to where she really came back into she protected him and she was taking care of him she she grew as 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 an individual and you come into the second one and it was just like okay we just throw all that away because we don't care about their roles we don't care about who they were we don't care about how they've grown there's like all right, let's slap him in another movie. Mm. Get the creepy water girl with the scraggly hair and unnatural movements.
1: <laughs> that still gets me, man. Yes. I got to admit.
0: It's I mean, it's a, it's a genuinely creepy effect. Yeah, yeah. But the just the misapplied in the second one. They skip that one, go to the third one. Just okay. omit the ring too, and go to Rings. And okay. Rings
1: is in my opinion genuinely worth a watch. Cool. Rings is one of the movies that I noticed popped up in bad sequels from yep. time in like some articles uh, already. But I, I would also see good mo- like movies that I really liked. Yeah. I'm like. Like ah, oh, that's not fair. That's it's no. not a bad movie, so it's subjective. But that's that's a good shitty pick. Yep. Not, not a fan of that movie, and it kind of killed the franchise. Yeah. Okay, is it my turn?
0: It is your turn. Numero dos.
1: Let's see. Do I have any horror movies that I could counter that with? Mm, I, I You know what? Because of what we talked about, like it's so easy to pick on yeah. horror movies. I think I just sort of avoided them. Okay, so my next shitty sequel is going to be um, Alien 3. Okay. Alien three the third movie in the in the series obviously Alien squared um, I, right off the bat they kill Newt and they kill the other guy yep and what the f why why would you do that it's such a weird decision and you know you you had all this emotionally invested like that great escape in aliens alien and aliens are two of the best movies in their respective genres yeah ever you know so alien had alien 3 had so much to live up to and it was david fincher's first, first movie yeah. as a director oddly. I, hate, I
0: hate that his name's attached to it
1: it smacks of like one of those deals where he, he probably had a vision and the executives were like no this is alien you know you're, you know we, we like the way you shoot things you light it mr director man we're we're going to tell you how this movie is going to go and for whatever reason they decided to put ridley ripley on this colony of 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 crooks yep and but they 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 but she's like a prisoner also or yeah. I, I, and i'm trying to remember was she a prisoner or was she cuz she shaves her head and you know I feel like she's with the population more than she, so she had to be like a prisoner. Just didn't make sense.
0: Yeah, I'm trying. The last time I watched it, because I went through the entire series right before, um, uh, not Prometheus, but whatever, the, um, the most recent Alien. Oh, movie. Covenant? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I watched, I rewatched all of them right before that. <sighs> I haven't seen Alien 3 since it came out in 1992. I hated it so much. It's, uh, because, what
0: it, um, Having watched them in succession, because you have the first Alien movie, which yeah. is fantastic. It's yeah. it's a It's a slasher of, movie kind you know, of all of them, like a suspenseful. It's kinda. it's it's. it's uh, I mean, it's a Hitchcockian, it, almost a borderline horror movie. Yeah. you know, in in so much that the suspense is is palpable in the tension. Oh God! You yeah. uh, you hardly ever see the the alien. Yep. It's just it's the the presence of it being there and the fact that it's picking off. Survivors one by one yep. creates a really intense, borderline horrific kind awesome of
1: awesome
2: cast. It, I
0: mean, it's such—I mean, such a great movie. Yeah. And then you go into the second one, and you have similar notes, but it's like they jump from the horror space genre. To James to, Cameron's action. To an action oh, yeah. space genre. I mean, like they, they were like, all right, we're gonna put a bunch more aliens in there. We wanna get some commandos in there. Yeah. We're gonna start blowing, you know, blowing these aliens away. It's gonna be this big fight. Oh yeah. And it was great because it, it successfully changed tones really well. Yep. And then they go to the third one, and they're like, well what if we just took both of those and mashed them up? Kinda but, yeah. Because you had the alien was bouncing around this yeah. space station picking off people similarly to how it was in the first one. And while at the same time, everybody's trying to band together to try and, you know, catch it and, and blow it up, shoot it, you know, have
1: that action component. And it just really didn't hit. The twist ending, I hated, too, yeah. though, where, like, she was impregnated. Yeah. The, which is going to lead me to a uh, bugaboo of mine with the entire Alien franchise is how inconsistent the pregnancy, like, that period of, like, gestation or whatever, but, like, the Aliens... Like, in some movies, they seem to go days before they hatch. In Alien versus Predator, a matter of minutes. Yeah. And they're out. And so... It's like whatever suits the storyline. Yeah, pretty much. So there was that scene where, like, the alien gets to Ridley. Ripley. Oh, I can't call him Ridley. And, it, and it, like, sees... It's, it kind of gets up close to her, and it's, you know, that scene yes. looks cool. But it senses, like, oh, you're, like, one of me now. I can't yeah. kill you. And it becomes apparent that, oh... Well, she is damaged because she's like a ticking time bomb now all of a sudden. I didn't want to see Ripley end up that way, and I certainly didn't want to see it, her end up that way as some stupid plot device yeah. in the third act of the movie. And uh, what what was it like? Was it her clone? Wait, because she shows up at the station, right, at the, at the prison. Yeah. Uh, Sigourney Weaver, doesn't she show up as like, Herself is in some other. I'm, I can't remember. Like I said, yeah, you'll have to help me out because you've more you've seen it more recently than I have. But that was the real Ripley that was like drifting out in yeah. space, and they found her. Was there another Ripley that came back? Or? I,
0: I, think, I think in the in the fourth one, I think it was a clone. Or okay, something. well,
1: yeah, there was that that whole story. I'm, I'm, okay, I'm, maybe that's where I'm getting my clone stuff yeah. mixed up. But yes, they they come out and they they they're like, we want to capture it again. It's that whole that whole storyline. Um, what is it? The Wayland Corporation. Um, the Wayland Corporation hasn't learned their lesson, apparently, through all the crazy stuff that's happened. And then, you know, it ends and the scene falls back into the molten lava. Yeah. Like, what the hell's that doing there? <laughs> I, I know you just want it to be like, well, that was really, like, fans really seem to like that scene in Terminator yeah. 2 where Arnold did Let's the stuff. Let's do up. that. Except it sucked. Yeah. So, I, I don't even, you know, I know you could speak to it more than I like Charles S. Dutton I think yeah. he's a good actor and you know it was a very British very English cast yeah. as well so that could have been good uh, but I, I really didn't care for the alien itself like it was like a dog like creature yeah didn't care for that and it it was utilizing like this weird kind of first person yeah uh, perspective camera trick where it's like you know they're, they're it's, it's in those you know cells or whatever those tunnels and yeah. stuff
0: there there was just there was a lot a lot of notes they tried to hit and they really didn't hit on any of them no that was,
1: that was what and they kind of killed the franchise and then they they tried to get they they rolled Sigourney Weaver out one more time with, with resurrection took it one step further <laughs> and that was really bad really too. bad oh god
0: that made it even worse
1: so i don't
0: know They're... alien 3 is where the franchise should have died But it's like it was instead of just putting it out of his misery, they let it kind of fester out in the field for a couple more
1: days before they shot it. Well, it's too it's too legendary of a of a property that people are gonna keep trying to make it right. Yeah, and I think they will one day. I actually like Prometheus. I thought it was an interesting movie. uh, I didn't like Covenant. They, they
0: it's uh, they're taking a similar story in different directions. That was that was one one of the things with Covenant that I didn't care for was uh, just from the onset. You know, like, oh, well, you know, things things have gone awry. Well, this is what we're going to do. I'll make an executive decision. Let's go to that planet. Yeah. We've done no research. Yeah. We're like, hey, let's, as soon as we get off the spaceship, let's just not put on spacesuits. No, suits.
1: yeah, there, there's a whole, it, none of it makes any sense. It's one of those. The stupidest spacemen ever. Yeah, because <laughs> you're like, okay. But it did have Danny McBride It in did. It. <laughs> in a cowboy
0: hat. I wish he had been just a little bit more Danny McBride, but I was happy that he was there. Oh, Tennessee. Yeah, he was great.
1: We, We could do a whole podcast on why that movie was stupid. Yes. number three
0: all right number three um, this is this is one uh, from an, another uh, popular franchise and it's hard because I, I mean I've, I've watched it more than once so it's not necessarily shitty enough for me to not watch it more than once yeah but it is definitively the weakest of the entire franchise and it is it's my it's my comedy okay it's, it's the hangover three
1: a choice with the hangover in um, two or three you could have I, three the, was worse
0: 3 was were 2 2 worked because it was the it was the same formula um they they packed they, they doubled down on on a lot of the jokes but some of them I thought they really landed well mm-hmm. um and it was it was nice to see to have it switch up um you know you you, you lost the Justin Bartha character um I mean, he was still there. It's not like he was an integral part of the first one. No, not really. But um, he was just a plot device. Yeah, you have you have Ed Helms as kind of the, the the driving force.
1: I love the whole face tattoo thing. Oh,
0: I mean, it was it was fantastic. And then you have um, Alan uh, Zach Galifianakis and, yeah. a, and a whole new fashion. He's got his monkey instead of the baby, and that yeah. was just great. And yeah. then um, um, that was a, Brad, that was pretty decent. Brad Cooper. I mean, just as um, as kind of the ringleader, he was. Yeah. It, the everybody gave. I mean, there was very similar performances, just in a different setting. Yep. But they, I felt like everybody nailed it pretty well, and they, they brought back um, Leslie Chow. Yes, they brought him <laughs> back. That was, I think, that um, was one of the big missteps for me in the third one. Yeah. Was,
1: he was too too heavily he, featured.
0: He's he's good in very small doses. He's yeah. good as Ken Jones. Yes, he's yeah. he's a fantastic. Um, garnish to their comedy. He he comes in, he mixes things up really yes.
1: quickly, and then he's out. He bounces. It's
0: because he's such an explosive force. I loved him in the first one. Yes. Jesus Christ! Oh my gosh! And he <laughs> he took that role and he owned it when they um because when he was supposed to pop out of the car, I think he was supposed to pop out like in underwear or a diaper or something like that. But he's like, no, oh,
1: totally nude. Uh,
0: we're going. I'm going full Monty here. Like I'm. Well,
1: like, You're joking me around? And then he yeah. like, you <laughs> like did this gesture. <laughs> Everything. Where did you get this? He's
0: uh, like, and he, like,
1: he—he's this tiny little man. He's—he's
0: just—he's—he's he's such a small man, but such a huge <laughs> presence. And yes. i just like, it's so great, and uh, and so I mean, the the third one because it was it was, it was like. Even I think even if they'd done the third one the same as the first and second, if they were just like all right we're gonna use this formula one more time, yeah, you know Alan's gonna get married and we're gonna go to a different place and we're gonna have oh what happened like even if they'd done that, I think it still would have been a rough third installment, but I think it would have hit better the whole like oh. Uh, we you know John Goodman is coming after these guys. Yeah, and I love John Goodman. I love John Goodman too. It's like uh, he all
1: usually always adds something good.
0: It was just like a okay, good so man. He's like he's a <laughs> like a mob boss kind yeah. of thing and like, oh he's yeah. they gotta get something and you know it was just like it was all these weird like just plot it, devices. It's too
1: much Leslie Chow, I think yeah. you nailed it. Yeah. You know what it feels like? You know when you have a popular franchise a movie franchise and they get to a point where one of the major stars just decides he's done with the series, yeah. so they have to, they have they have minutes to fill. So they will lean on a secondary character that was very good. Now he's assumed a larger role, yep. but they still had everybody. Yep. And he just had more more friend time. It's like it should always be the wolf pack. Yeah. The wolf pack's the best part, and I would have I would have enjoyed more Melissa Carthy scenes yep. than I would have liked more Leslie Chassie. Yep. So, you know, that that was for sure the misstep. I think you nailed it. And I, I kind of felt that way as I was watching the movie. It's like, man, my God, this has got a Leslie in it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, and there's, I mean, because there, there's a much better story that could have been told in the third installment. Yeah. And I think that's what's so disappointing. You're like, ah. Eh.
1: It's interesting premise because, you know, he's depressed or whatever. Yeah. And they, they want, you know, it's such an interesting friend dynamic because they're just kind of stuck with him. Yeah. They would never be his friend in any scenario if he wasn't family. But but they they also kind of tend to, you just feel kind of sorry for him. Yeah. And he means well, and you know that. So, you know, Zach Galifianakis doesn't get nearly enough credit.
0: I've loved Zach Galifianakis since 2001 when I first saw him on VH1. He has his own late night show, and everything. Was oh, it the
1: one with the jeans? The sketch with the jeans, where they're like testing jeans. Probably was. He
0: it was on VH1, and he was just. Was He's like, a skinny
1: guy. You know? This
0: guy is hilarious. And yeah. Like I loved everything. Like he would play the piano. He did this whole thing. His stand up yeah. is fantastic. Yeah.
1: Between Two Ferns is brilliant. Oh. Uh, do yourself a favor and go down the Between Two Ferns rabbit hole on YouTube. There's a good amount of material there, and you will not be disappointed. No, they're really good. Um but yeah he I, I just he I love him in everything. He's such a sweet guy. I'll, he he's like John Candy in that way like you just yeah. want to immediately root for the guy but he's so effective at playing this like loser. Yep. You you are repelled by him a, a bit. So it's like out cold. Yeah. Bubble boy. <laughs> All of his fantastic roles, his early career. Uh huh. He was in
0: Bubble Boy. <laughs> he was in Bubble Boy. Oh my gosh! When, when Jake Gyllenhaal comes to buy his ticket, his bus ticket to go. Oh, you're right. He's there. He's the guy in in the. He oh was in uh, Corky Romano. He was the guy that gave uh, Corky Romano his FBI uh, background. Agent, I, didn't ever saw, agent, I never saw. I never saw Corky Romano. That's that one. That one <laughs> to me is a hidden gem. Oh really? I, I used to laugh. There was Chris Kattan. There is a scene when he gets into, uh, um, he accidentally gets into some uh, uh, cocaine. He's uh, he's trying to put, bring it into evidence. And he's wrestling with a police dog, and the bag gets pulled open. And he gets cocaine all over his face, and he has to go give a speech to um, these kids that are visiting the FBI, and he's all coked. He's like, he, he, he's like, you got a question? Question? Yet? You, you question? Yes. No. You got a <laughs> question? And then just in the middle of it, he just stops, and he's like, I should buy a boat. <laughs> and I just, that line every, like, Are you
1: talking about Chris Kattan? In this? I'm talking okay, about okay, Chris okay. Kattan. He's, he's a very interesting guy. I liked him on SNL. I really enjoyed his Antonio Banderas. And, uh, you know, of course, what, what was the character? The Mango was always kind of funny. So he, he, I like him. He's a serviceable, funny guy. The Butabi Brothers. guy <laughs> oh, of the Roxbury. Yes, good stuff yeah. right there. Um, but he, he is just done. You never yeah. see him in anything anymore. What happened? It's to the okay. Guy? Yeah. I think
0: I think I saw part of his the last thing that he was in, and it was like, yeah, it's probably a good thing you went away, Chris, because oh this is not
1: great. Not good. Not right great. Well, sometimes you have an expiration date. Yes.
0: Funny. Chris Kattan has an expiration date. Cool. And it's like five years ago.
1: You know, I remember watching all three movies in the theater, and in the first movie, everyone is just delirious with laughter. The second one, similar. Yes. I remember there being a lot of awkward silences in the third movie you know it just it didn't seem to hit well no We gotta go. We should go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next shitty sequel for me is what are we gonna go with here? Um, I'm sorry to bring Transformers into this. <laughs> I, was, I was kind of waiting for when you would. <laughs> and it's not the one you may be thinking of. Uh, the last night is gah, But the one I'm gonna actually talk about is Revenge of the Fallen. Is that the second that was one? How's the second one? So the revenge of the fallen was the most disappointing shitty version of it it was my low bar for a long time until the last night came along and kind of unseated it but i'm gonna go ahead and pick revenge of the fallen because it was the movie right after the first one which i really liked and the movie just was so different than the first one None None of it made sense. Like, they immediately, like, S- Witwicky, Sam Whitwicky he, he was kind of more like still a boy. Then he's off to college. And it's almost like, you know, we talked about Shia LaBeouf pops up again in our in our, in our our discussion. Hmm. I feel like more of Shia LaBeouf came out in this movie, and it ca- became more and more Shia LaBeouf as they went along. Because he was manic in this movie.
0: Was this the one where he was, like, writing out all of this? Yes. This, okay.
1: Yes, this is the one where um, he gets imprinted okay, with, yeah, with like, remember. the map or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and it's not just that. It, it's also the, the Transformers themselves. Yeah. They got really strangely racist. Like, there was, like, these two, like, homeboy Transformers. Urban. Urban, yeah. They were terrible. They introduced that little wheelie guy who's, like, the voice of SpongeBob. Uh, Tom Kenny. Yeah, he's that little remote control one. He was super annoying. Yeah. Um. Oh, oh gosh, what's his name from the Sector Five or Seven or whatever? Who's awesome in almost every John Turturro. Thank you. He was becoming stranger and stranger. Like. He was
0: more of a caricature, and it was. I mean, he was already a semi-goofy character from the first one, but you could take him seriously, and this was. The second installment, they started to make him goofier.
1: He was a bit unhinged in, yeah. in the first one, but in this one, he was like now, he was no longer with the government, and he yeah. was kind of like this, um, you know, he was like writing books, and he was an expert on this crap, and he was becoming public. And yeah. It, I just, nothing about the movie worked for me. It was it was super disappointing. They, they brought in that hot blonde girl in college who, was this really ugly robot she turned into yeah. she was trying to seduce him and he had that really annoying roommate with him. Yep that kinda tagged oh, along yeah, for the whole man. movie. Who he had the website and then you know like they kinda clashed personality. It was like two two douches like trying to out douche each other, yeah like in that scene. So I like, I didn't like anybody in this movie. And also the parents became cartoonier also. Yeah. And you know, like his mom and dad, who were just Train wrecks, and they're meant to be that way. But they just—they seem to get more screen time. And it was, whereas the first one I felt like had some sort of story. The first one felt a, a little bit Spielbergian, and I know he was the name was attached to every one of them. But I don't think he like
2: he read anything. Involved.
1: He was just cashing checks after no. the first one, because none of the other ones felt like Spielberg even like gave it an, any kind of proofread. No, you know? he was just rubber stamping that crap. He was in
0: in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, where they have the cut scene where Gus Van Sant is just <laughs> counting money. <laughs> yeah. That's Spielberg yeah. in the Transformer franchise and, sounds good, and guys. And Ben Affleck
1: and like Matt Damon are frustrated yeah. with him. Yeah, you know, like you gonna you gonna you gonna be a director here in this scene? We whatever, we got this. Like
0: Michael Bay's just like, hey Steve, what do you think if we blow everything up in the scene? That sounds great, Mike. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> okay. I'm, just, I'm almost done
1: with this. That's exactly it. It was like, how could you do this, Steven Spielberg? It's just, why? And even in that last movie, he, you know, Nick was like, no, no, Steven Spielberg. I think it was Nick. He was like, no, Steven Spielberg wasn't a producer. And I was like, no, no, I promise you he was. And I, I was like, now I got to go back and prove it. And I showed him, and he was like, I sent the screen capture. was like, look, Steven Spielberg. And he was just like, ugh, ugh. But it's like, they've, all, they've been getting worse and worse. And like, it just, it ended. And I really hope Bumblebee's going to be a good movie. And I think it will be. And the reason I think it will be a good movie is because they're actually screening it ahead of time. Yeah, which is a way better sign. Like most of these movies, they'll kind of keep secret, they'll hide from the, you know, the, the the you know the the film critics until like the day it drops, and every, like that first wave that pays for the movie sees it, and then the critics are like, oh no, kill it with fire, it's terrible, and then word of mouth is bad, and then nobody goes to see it again. But you know the first one was genuinely good. You know, it was you know it it was that whole Steven Spielberg. It, it felt Spielbergian. It was about a boy in his car, and Spielberg even was like interviewed talking about the movie. He was kind of if he felt kind of proud of the movie. But this one was just all over the place, man. Well, because the the first one and they killed Prime again. Damn yeah. it! What are they ever gonna learn? You never kill Optimus Prime. The
0: the the problem the problem they have I think is every movie it's not that every movie is going to essentially be the same but it, like what it's going to boil down to because they're not putting the emphasis in any kind of story because yeah. the thing is you never you never really I mean it's just let's get to
1: the next set piece
0: When are uh, what are the what are the uh, what are the Transformers going to fight about next <laughs> yeah. like it's uh, and, the, and the thing the thing that's kind of unfortunate is you don't really like I don't feel like they ever treated the Transformers as actual characters yeah and I think if they would have done that, I think you could have gone more into how they ended up in Earth, like because you get pieces of it in, you know, what they like to pretend is a story. Yeah. But
1: well, the main character can't even speak.
0: That's uh, and and you know, there's there's a lot of different things that they could do to give you more story from their perspective, but they keep continue to insist on it being from the humans' perspective, interacting with it. Yeah. And I think even like even when you go back to um, I, I saw the uh, the nineteen eighty six animated Transformers in theaters uh, just a couple months ago, and it's when I was like, the story is compelling because it's entirely from the Transformers perspective. I mean, there are humans that obviously interact with the with the robots, but yeah. it's all about these because the, the robots are the characters. It's a war between worlds that's going on, yeah. and and they don't ever really focus on that. Like, oh, n- Megatron, he's the bad guy. He's the bad guy because we know he's the bad guy. Yeah, I was like, you, you have, n- I mean it's just because they establish that. They don't tell you why. They don't tell, I mean, they don't really give you, I mean, they, again, they dip into it at different points. Like, oh, yeah, we'll kind of, we'll touch on this. It was like, make that the focal point. Make that the story, not what these humans are doing with the Transformers technology. Not, oh, we're gonna, cause that's, that's always the thing is every well, installment.
1: The problem with that franchise and that property to begin with is, it, it was always, always just built around selling toys. Yeah. And yeah, they got Marvel to flesh it out just enough to to create episodes, but I was I thought that once Spielberg Spielberg would get involved, there would be a heavy in it, uh you know uh, emphasis on storytelling. And I just don't feel like they ever There's did none. that. No, the first one they attempted it I feel a little bit. Second one, it was just one explosion after the other. Yep. It really was. It just none of it mattered. It was a mess. It was insulting. Another thing I hate about the Michael Bay movies is they'll introduce, like, nostalgic character names. Mm -hmm. They'll completely change them. Like, they had Ravage, who was always that the cassette for Soundwave. It was like a panther. They made him look weird as hell, man. They always looked like this weird, organic, metal, skeletal thing. I never liked the way they looked. So, with the new movie, at least, it's kind of got that old, you know, cartoon look to it. Yeah. Aesthetic. Very much, you know, reminiscent of the, the, the 80s cartoons. Yeah. So, you know, which, which is what they should have been doing all along. The entire a, time. Yeah. But now that eight, the 80s are that kind of nostalgia, you know, like we're, we're hitting strong into movies touching on like 80s. Yep. Movies being set in the 80s being nostalgic. So it's the perfect timing for a Transformers movie. They can really lean into that now and not seem weird. So it's been thirty years, so they can they can go back to it.
0: We're ripe right for it. we I mean other you could Mac and me. You could do a, <laughs> a modern version of Mac and me
1: not <laughs> oh, just leave it alone. Uh, have you have you seen Mystery Science Theater yet? I've, I've not watched that one yet. The Gauntlet. <laughs> Watch that one at least. It's pretty good. Uh pretty nice. You'll know what I'm one they <laughs> they really go to that a bunch. It's pretty good. Okay, so yeah, Revenge of the Fallen, just an awful, awful, horrible movie. The worst movie in the, in the series for a long time got dethroned by The Last Night, but, you know, yeah, like I said earlier, Revenge of the Fallen is really the one that let, you know, like, Michael Bay was never really known for being a storyteller, but it, it, it leaned hard into Michael Bay on Revenge of the Fallen, and it never came back.
0: What are you doing? Houston we have a problem what is freshman yeah that's your car in our bushes oh uh, no there's a,
1: there's a friend of mine he just went to uh went to get you a tighter shirt there isn't a tighter shirt we checked now how about I park my foot in your ass what's that shoe do you wear yeah oh what's your fourth shitty sequel my fourth
0: um, this one um, I picked because uh, I was a simultaneously as going uh, looking back at movies from 2018 I was going through and, and picking out. So up up until now what my top ten for 2018 is, and um, oh yeah yeah we're I, gonna
1: do a top we're gonna do a top ten in 2018. I,
0: I got a little bit of a head start on that, and so I was yeah. going through a bunch of stuff, and I realized, and I think it's I think it's really the case um, a lot of years anymore now as it stands, but this year 2018 was a big year for sequels, big year for reboots and sequels things like that, and so I was going through, yeah. and for me. I think the the sequel that failed the most um, of all of the anticipated sequels, uh, especially was Pacific Rim Uprising. Oh, good,
1: good call there. And I still haven't seen that one. I bought it on Black Friday, uh, so I I'm I'm gonna I'm sorry that I haven't seen that. I can't really join in too heavily yeah. on the conversation, but I got a sense that it was you, gonna be a disappointing. You, you
0: probably you probably can join in the conversation even having not seen it. Yeah. Um, no eater sober. They, yeah, they, um, where you had, um, some really compelling characters in the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, what's that kid's name? Um, oh, Charlie Huntsman. Mm, Um, he was, he was in the first one, and he was in that Um,
1: series with the biker games. Yeah, Sons of Anarchy.
0: Um, and then you had Idris Elba, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, just uh, and Charlie Day, Charlie Day, who Uh, they brought back, they they brought him back, yeah. Um, and, Th- there was uh, just a really compelling cast and, and a and a really interesting, you know, interesting story put together.
1: Oh God, they got Scott Eastwood in the second yes. one.
0: Yes, and Scott Scott Eastwood just has not come into his own. No. Um, it's one of like you know being Clint Eastwood's son. You know, you, you'd think I mean by this point in Clint Eastwood's career he had a lot of really solid movies under his belt, um, and Scott just I, I, like he's he's not a, a bad. Um, addition to a cast but Mm -hmm. he's not a driving force for a cast and he's not a bad actor no but but he 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 doesn't he can't take the reins and really run with something and you want to watch it and then um,
1: but his dad sure
0: could yes like
1: that's the problem when you have a famous father
0: (laughs) it it really i think i think he falls victim to that a lot because there's a lot of expectation for him to be the next clint eastwood and i don't know that he
1: could or really should Unless it's, there's a resurgence in Western movies, yes. and he gets to be in that movie. He'll yes. never get that opportunity that Clint no, Yeah, down. maybe he'll become a good director. He,
0: uh, his dad did. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, um, then, um, but they got John Boyega. John Boyega and I was I was um, was not thrilled with his performance. But um, uh, oh, we
1: also got to say that Del, Del Toro was not the director. Yeah. Of this movie. that was the that that is actually the bigger. Of yeah. all the like missing you know, yeah. pieces of what made the first one, and I, and I really really liked the first movie.
0: I think Guillermo del Toro his the, making the first one was um, was near and dear to his heart. You could tell there was there was just there was a production value that he really believed in the story and and wanted to tell a compelling story. Yeah. And I think with the second one, because um, I I had I had really high hopes for it, and it's I mean it's not it's it's not it's not unwatchable. It's mm-hmm. not. You know, it's not like oh my gosh, this movie's just so horrible, but it was just it was one of those for me where it's like there were a lot of things where they took stuff, um, they kind of chanced themselves on a couple different things, and I feel like he didn't pay off the way they wanted now, isn't to. Isn't Boyega related to? He Idris? is. He's Elba, Idris Elba's son. Okay. Um, he's the he's the troubled uh, progeny. You know, he's um, he he um, flunks out of. You know the whatever the school is. you know he oh he used to be one of the guys Jaeger school, yeah <laughs> School. He, he flunks out of that, and so they're like oh we we need to bring you back, and so then he and Scott Eastwood clash because Scott Eastwood is the straight laced you know, oh you're you you flunked out of this, you're no good Da-da-da-da. was and he
1: playing like the iceman character kind of yeah, it was <laughs> it was a
0: similar kind of dynamic there, and it, you're dangerous, yeah, it just it just like there were so many things that didn't hit, and then it was just when you get to when you get to the final act and everything comes together it's just it's one of those I'm like it felt like there really just wasn't enough payoff it felt like whatever if you're going to take the first one and you're going to evolve it into a new thing and you're going to you know you're limited by the world that you're in i mean you got giant robots and you got giant aliens yeah. so it's not like you got a lot of wiggle room yeah. but it's one i was like if you're going to come in and you're like oh there are certain things where you got you're just gotta up the ante.
1: I thought the the kaiju monsters looked convincing and cool in the they, trailers.
0: They were they were pretty they were pretty well done, and I
1: always really liked the look of them in the first movie.
0: The there was um, it was I think it was the the imminence of uh, of the 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 finality of the plot, and how it was less about okay here you know here's how we're gonna stop this whole thing. Was now there was more of a these things have an agenda, um, and they're going to do this, and we have to stop them from doing this. Mm-hmm. Not in the first one, it was we didn't know where they were coming from. Right. Oh, and then we figured it out. Here's how we have to stop this right, from happening. Right, right. And uh, and then just the because I, I don't want to ruin it because they 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 take some of the characters and they they twist things around and they they repurpose stuff and um, I felt like the way they did some of that wasn't wasn't what I was hoping I mean it was it was a decent use of the of the cast of characters they had, but there were there were just things for me I was like, because eh. at the end of it I was sitting there I was like I, I wasn't thinking to myself like, oh that really sucked. Mm-hmm. But I was sitting there thinking to myself like that was not as good as I was hoping it was gonna be. Yeah. And it was just it's one of those I'm like I just it, it kept me it kept me thus far from, you know, I, I, I may need to give it a second watch just to, to give it a fair shake. But Whenever uh, you have a
1: turnover and cast, and especially director, it's hard. You, it's it's like you have an uphill climb just from the beginning, and you know it's they got a lot of work to do to 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 make you not forget the first one, but convince you that it belongs. Yeah. In the same universe as the first one, and the looks are there. I feel like. Yeah. I don't think the movie looked cheap. No. Which is what I was afraid. I'm thinking, like, once you're not going to have a director like Guillermo, yeah, you know, you're you're afraid immediately that the visuals won't be up to par. because yeah. he's such a very visual. He is guy. I mean, he, he's known for his creatures and his his s atmosphere. Yep. And you don't if you don't have that guy. I mean, was he at least an understudy to him? Who was this guy? Steven S. DeKnight, who was the director, and he did. Was this his first thing? He was a producer on Daredevil.
2: The show, yeah, sh- okay. you
1: know. yeah, not the movie, and he he, Spartacus. He was a writer on Smallville, so TV. He's a TV yeah. guy,
0: and it's hard. It's hard to make that transition. Like yeah. it's 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 one of those. I'm like, you know, it it fell it fell into this might category. be his
1: directorial debut. It could be. It, it's a hard ask, man. It,
0: it fell into this category for me just because when I was looking at all of the sequels and all the reboots and everything for this year. This movie, Pacific Rim Uprising, just really rang true. Is like this was probably the worst sequel that came out this year.
1: I knew you were going to see it, and I was hoping for a good review from you. I, I
0: wanted it to be better than it ended up being.
1: And it, I feel like you you wouldn't come right out and, and and you know say it was bad, but I didn't get an excitement. It's yeah, <laughs> the
0: hes- the hesitance to just give it the stamp of approval. I think yeah. is what for me makes it like mm. it just. Yeah, I felt like it it. I don't, I don't know if it necessarily has to end the franchise. I think they could, they could potentially get, if, if they came back, if they brought Guillermo back on the third one, at least well, in some Well, he wanted combat. to do it, right? Yeah. Didn't he want to do it? He wanted sequel? to. I, I, it I don't be,
1: know this, the specifics of why he didn't.
0: <clears throat> I don't remember. I, I remember his, because he had such an interest in the first one. Yeah. I mean, it was such, I mean, you, that, and you could really
1: tell. He was attached to making the yeah. sequel for a while.
0: And I don't know if it was timing, I don't know if it was creative differences, I don't know what it was, but mm. um, obviously something caused him to go make that fish movie instead.
1: Um, <laughs> God, that movie. Yeah. What were they? Too thinking? bad that's
0: not a sequel, right? <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'll make a sequel. So I think. Make some a sequel. Trash. We'll do we'll, another we'll, one of We'll these. do an episode on disappointing Oscar movies. Yeah. <laughs> most of them. Okay. All right, well, all right. you know, like I guess sorry, I can't no offer much else. I, a, and I
0: don't want to go on too much because I would like yeah. for you you Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, you need, don't want to spoil it yeah, for me. Yeah, you need to watch it and you need to it's like I said, it's still giant robots fighting giant aliens, which, which is, is enjoyable. Is, which is why a lot I mean, I, I know you're not a fan. But I I still I uh, I how I own all five Transformer movies. My kid, we um Tucker is a big Bumblebee fan, so yeah. we like we we'll turn them on um, and watch them pretty regularly
1: I'm very excited about the new movie
0: but, uh, but this uh, giant robots fighting giant aliens it's hard to go really wrong with that this one
1: just well that was the thing about the, the you know the last night and I saw it before you yep. and I didn't I, I never wanted to discourage a person from seeing a movie I want them to go see a movie and judge it for themselves but I god man I saw it the first time and I configured my expectations so low to start and it still managed to disappoint.
0: And I, I knew I knew you're you're not a fan of the of the series.
1: That's um, not true. Like well, I, I do I'm with you. Like I like, I loved. I mean, I look at Transformers all over the place. Like, yes, I'm a huge fan of the Generation One and all the, you know, anything Transformers. So I, I guess that's hard because I have this love and attachment to it to begin with. But I was def- I I defended the Transformer movies all the way up to the last movie, you know. Friends of mine had already washed their hands with it. They they it's an abomination. I won't see another Transformers movie. And you know, like I I was still that guy going, but it's like you're saying, it's still big giant robots blasting each other and having fun. And the first time I saw it, I was like, I don't know if I liked it or not. And then I saw it a second time and loathed it. I think a lot of it was that kid, the little kid, the girl
0: that was a lot of what uh, the the negatives for that movie for me was like
2: why is there it was just so
1: many things that sucked about that movie i just can't it doesn't matter who your
2: parents are where you came from who believed in you and who didn't we are a family now and we are earth's last defense this is our time this is our chance to make a difference now let's mount up and get it done do you understand yes sir Jager Pilots, do you understand? Yes, sir! Do you understand? Yes, sir! Now help me save the world. Let's do this.
1: My four is okay, this is, I'd kind of teased earlier, like the movie that nearly killed the franchise, but then it once again came back strong. So my fourth shitty sequel is Mission Impossible (laughs) 2. What the hell? Now I wish I had that on my list. Oh, Oh, man. Awful, Chimera. Awful
2: movie. We have Chimera.
1: So, after the first Mission Impossible movie, a very you know, we talked about Guillermo being really invested in uh, in the Pacific Rim. Well, Tom Cruise is super invested in Mission Impossible, and he's since taken it back and yes. made it really good in a viable franchise yes. once again. But Mission Impossible two was such a. Uh, I feel like. They they lean too hard on the the oh gosh what's his name uh, now I'm drawing a blank on the guy who directed it. Um, was it John Woo John Woo John Woo was an up and coming filmmaker well he was already very established in, in, in Hong Kong but Hong Kong was I yeah. Think, right? yeah he was already very established but he was making his, he was making his way up in the U S too and he'd done Face Off. And other movies, very, very important guy. And he had a visual flair and style. And Tom Cruise, in all of these, I feel like all of the movies and in the Mission Impossible movies, and it's 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 kind of carried true even in the new movies, he would pick different directors. So like it was Brian De Palma in the first movie. Yep. And it was really enjoyable. Lots of great scenes, memorable scenes. You know, Woo in the second movie. Ugh. And then you had... Um, Oh gosh JJ in the third. third And I can't remember The fourth or the fifth But I'm pretty sure The guy there.
0: that did five Did six too He's the first Did
1: he, to okay, carry Okay over. But he, he didn't, didn't carry over the Right time. But they were still, the, You know After three They just got better And better And yeah. better But the second one Was just unbearable a man. piece of crap Way too many Slow motion shots The villain was shitty I um, think it was The long hair I think Tom oh Cruise The god, long hair Oh god I couldn't hair. stand him At that long hair Man and you know that that whole scene at the end where they're like on the beach and he's doing like upside down kicks and yeah, dry, like the guns are falling and he's re- he's reaching down for it and you know, it's just too much slow motion. And, they, and he
0: was he started with the rock
1: climbing. It was like the Intenso, oh, he's rock climbing. Yeah, it was a very in, very indulgent movie for Tom Cruise. I feel like and he I I think he likes to show off that he's like such a physically gifted person and he is. He's still doing his own stunts as we know. Yes. And you know he's. What, what was it? He's the same age in the last movie that Wilford Brimley was in Cocoon.
0: Yep. <sighs>
1: yeah. Think, <laughs> think about that.
0: You know who doesn't have
1: diabetes? Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. No, doesn't. Uh, I mean, you know, Scientology. Say what you will. It, something going on is okay. Staves away diabetes. <laughs> is that the lesson here? That is
0: the lesson. Scientology,
1: Dianetics, will Not diabetes. <laughs> guarantee you won't get diabetes if you're a Scientologist. I guarantee it. Um, they won't even let Wilford Bremley in. No. No. Mm-mm. I have all the money. Just. It's that mustache. I'll give you all the oatmeal. Don't you have any walruses in your in your oh, little clan, Wilford. your little cult? He's still around. He's still alive. Is he? Yes. Oh my gosh. That guy is still alive. I think it might be his mustache. Is that where he gets the? That's this, where he gets his power. <laughs> that is elixir. He's just... <laughs> he just like takes us. He every day he takes one hair off his mustache. And he he crunches it into like one of those like cups, you know, yes. and just smushes it in, and he drinks Some it. Mortar and pestle. And he lives another, you know, he's good for another six months. Yeah, oh, so it's it's so lush the mustache. It's not going anywhere. But Fandey Newton, I really yeah. liked her. The the cars, you remember the scene where it appears almost that the cars are dancing, like there's this kind of tango music playing. Yeah, baby. And they're doing like this really well, like strangely choreographed stunts with cars and it you know like they're flirting but they're driving and trying to kill each other but they're also flirting it's such a weird choice and i remember the motorcycles things. oh where they're where they actually like both jump like fighting on motorcycles yeah they're like fighting with motorcycles and that don't they both leap off their yes. motorcycles and kind of run go at each other it's an embarrassing movie.
0: <laughs> Which you know, when you think about, oh, John Woo also directed Hulk, two thousand
1: three. No, 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 that was uh, that was uh, da, 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 what's his name? Um, was it a different? Ang name? Lee. A- oh, that's right. Yeah.
0: Well, I was thinking the same. It's the same. To me, it was the same. Like when the Hulk comes running, an abomination. You have that the same visual. And it's I had the, you know, not that all Asian directors are the same. <laughs>
1: Easy. Careful. Careful. <laughs>
0: I had John Woo in my head as directing eh. Hulk. But yeah, that, when they jump off the motor... like that, I think I only watched the movie once because I was like, I can't watch this movie again.
1: Yeah, I It's the only the Mission button. Impossible movie that I don't own. Yeah, same here. Even if I were to buy a box set, I would remove Take it from the box set and burn it. It's so like, you no, you will not go into my yeah. player.
0: I've specifically purchased them individually on, uh, in digital as well, so I don't have... <laughs> I don't have that one even digitally. There are movies that I own them like
1: I just bought the whole franchise and yeah. like I have this now. Uh, but that one, no. Yeah, it's 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 awful. I have nothing at all good to say about it. Yeah. From from the overacting to the the crazy action to the stupid long hair, to the rock climbing and the stupid Limp Biscuit song that was like on the radio when that came out. Uh, everything about that movie is just over the top. And des- like it, it was like a desperate... It felt desperate.
0: Oddly enough, speaking of Limp Bizkit, the song Limp Bizkit put... That was the first movie that Metallica had ever done a song for a soundtrack.
1: Oh, that's right. They'd done the movie song for that, too. Yep. And they all... It, everything about it sucked. Yeah. Did, was it... Did they do the Mission Impossible theme? Is that what it was? They...
0: Um, I Disappear was the name of their song off yeah. that album. But it was just... Every well, I remember,
1: like, guys from U2 did the first Mission Impossible. It was kind of like that techno kind of. Yeah. It was very reminiscent of the old Mission Impossible theme. Yes. I, I tolerated it. It was okay. In fact, I might have had the single of it even, because <laughs> that's just a bitchin' song. I love yeah. the old Mission Impossible theme. Is cool. You, know, you, you, can, you, can make, you can take that and, and mix it into any genre. Oh, and yeah. Kind of, and it instantly is palatable because totally it's such works. a cool theme. Totally works. Um, But thank God that movie got resurrected. Yeah. Because they're 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 always one of you can count on those movies for being just good action flicks. And, and Fallout's no... you finally saw Fallout. I finally right? saw Fallout. I really liked that movie. Yes, I thought Henry Cavill was really good in that.
0: That yeah. see that to me is why uh, the Man from U.N.C.L.E. and the, and Mission Impossible Fallout those are fantastic ins- instances where Henry Cavill really. Thrives as an actor. He was a great addition. He had a, I mean, he had a great screen he's presence. Good at playing a bad guy. He was great. I mean, he's great at playing a bad guy. Yeah. And it's when I was like, okay, it's not just like, oh, well, he can only play bad guys. Well, it's like, no, he's a really great actor. Well, it's, he was good at playing like the good guy early on, and he was like a, you know, an ally. In and that was that was the thing that was great about. I was like, okay, this guy has range. Yep. He has. He can deliver well. I mean, like, there's there's a lot to him. And then if you were to go and watch, I don't know. Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman
1: yeah.
0: or, or Justice League you're like can Henry Cable act yeah and you're like oh well not under you know a
1: DC director how do you be Superman though I mean it's it's, it's hard not with a blank look on your face all the time <laughs> not well I don't know if that was his fault
0: that's, that's what I'm saying I think it was Zack like, Snyder's fault it, it, this movie proves Henry Cable is a good actor yeah and that that's why he yeah. he could have been a fantastic Superman I think they just like oh they wanted it to be, whatever it was they wanted it to be. I can't go into that right now. at all. So an th-
1: this topic is almost like let's let's crap on let's let's draw attention to bad movies just so we can talk about the good movies yes. they sh- they should have made. Yes. <laughs> but anyways, Mission Impossible Two. I don't even want to dignify no. it anymore. Nope. This is a horrible movie and uh, it, it nearly killed the franchise. Yeah.
2: All
1: right, Adam, what's your final shade sequel? Final one. Mm
0: -hmm. This (laughs) this one. It came to me. It came to me in a moment. (laughs) I love it. and I was sitting there and I was pondering all of the like, what are the sequel what sequels what is the one and I it finally hit me Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3
1: Okay I was going to say don't say 2 how no. dare you okay <laughs> 3 is disappointing I will Three, give 3
0: because it's the what I and I I think we've had this conversation um uh, at work at the Best Western uh where we were
1: um <laughs> while well, we were turning down sheets Yes <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we have talked about this movie
0: before but I just I love the idea that a franchise that caters towards children There was a meeting where they were discussing what they what should they do we did the first one mm-hmm. the kids loved it kids then loved the it. second one the kids also really loved it so what sh- what direction should we go should we add more more mutants should we take stuff from the cartoon <laughs> that's wildly popular yeah. what should we do to cater to the children who really <laughs> enjoy this movie and somebody just said, Feudal Let's Japan. send them to feudal Japan." <laughs> feudal <laughs> Japan.
1: <laughs>
0: I think I could stop right there.
1: Yeah, and that's enough of a. And of
0: an there were
1: obviously many more sequels to follow after that one. No, oh, wait, it killed the franchise. Oh, we're
0: done. Oh, like the most just popular, like that. The most popular show on television right now. The thing that's selling toys and action figures and <laughs> game, everything, just making money hand over fist, let's make a movie that just shits on everything we've done. Yeah.
1: But and if that was the day they stopped printing money. Yep. You know, I was a huge Ninja Turtle fan back in the day, and I really, the first two movies are pretty dear to my heart. I didn't even see the third movie in theaters. I skipped it. I don't think I saw it in theaters. I think it was a VHS I think I saw it on Gable. because it Just looked. each movie, like the Jim Henson uh, creatures looked worse and worse. By the time they got to the third movie, it was like a Saban cartoon. Yeah. I'm like, is that the Ninja Turtles or Power Rangers? I can't even hardly tell. Like, do you know how they had that like Pizza Hut tour out of their shells or whatever? They didn't look much better than the costumes they wore doing that crap.
0: We're going to go play rock music. You should probably see it. Nah, or you
1: not, or shouldn't. Nah. The only good thing about the third movie is they brought back Casey Jones from yes. the first movie, and he was in, he was, he kind of had a few moments in the movie. It was okay. Um, I also think they brought back um, they brought Corey back, Feldman. I yep. think they got him back, which yep, I for was Donatello. disappointed they didn't bring him back for the second one. So you know, it's not like they didn't have a few decent things going for him, but it's just a stupid story. <laughs> it, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have worked. Um, for the the Saturday morning show. No, They would have been like nah, that's too stupid, don't yep. you think? It was like this <laughs> is why
0: would we why would we send the turtles back to feudal Japan? I
1: mean, yeah, we we'll do an episode where meatballs are little aliens on the pizzas. Yeah, let's absolutely. That fl- that makes sense. Yeah, we could <laughs> but, totally pull that off. But were they time travel back to Japan? Uh, it's just <laughs> get real. I I don't I don't know
0: why I, I don't know why they took something so beautiful and just <laughs> destroyed it. <laughs> Uh, they just I, I, defecated just, all over it. Uh, that, I mean, Ed Norton in Fight Club, when when he's explaining why he beat up Angel, uh, played by Jared Leto, he's like, I wanted to destroy something beautiful. <laughs> that is what they did with the Ninja Turtle <laughs> franchise. We made the third one because we wanted to destroy something beautiful.
1: Just wanted to see what it felt just like. Just wanted to see what that was. <sighs> Take something good. Sometimes you just want to watch the world burn. Yes. You know, and that's, that's what they did with the Ninja Turtle franchise. That's exactly what they did. But you can't keep a good franchise down. They, you know, they came they, back. They'll come, come back. back again. Yep. Um, Thankfully. Yeah. I don't always agree with the way they look. I, I'm an old school guy, I guess. I just still want them to look silly, smooth, green, and yes. Or, or the way they looked in the uh, the graphic novels, the old yep. Eastman and Laird graphic novels, which is why the first one I thought was so damn good and rewatchable to this day. Have you watched the first *Digit
2: it's good it, it holds is. up it's, it's
1: just dark enough to like hide all the things that need to be hidden in that movie and it's just very faithful to the first Eastman and Laird comic. yeah it, it's really faithful to the comic the, the graphic novel so it, in fact it's way more like the graphic novel than the cartoon even which kind of confused me a bit as a kid. yeah it's like why isn't this more like the cartoon? yeah they went with the graphic novel but it
0: worked it was just it was right in between enough.
1: And it's it's a, because of that it's more timeless it doesn't yeah. feel as dated late '80s early '90s goofy because um, the second one kind of feels like that yes the instant you make the decision to insert Vanilla Ice into your movie you've put a stamp on it you made a great decision <laughs> I can't be mad at Vanilla Ice he still to this day is like I love the Ninja Turtles if and-
0: you want to take any movie that we have already talked about and make a sequel to that shitty sequel mm. and make it exponentially better call vanilla ice first mm-hmm. and then just develop a plot from there
1: he'd do it oh he, totally he liked my tweet remember
2: <laughs> telling yes. you about that they're
1: having the the toys that made us this the new season on netflix and vanilla ice was uh in a picture with turtle toys and he was i guess he has something to do with that special when it airs and um I don't know. I made some sort of smarmy comment about Vanilla Ice being in the second movie, and he liked it. <laughs> he, see, he's a personable kind of. Fella. He's a cool fella. He's accessible. He was in That's My Boy, and that was one of my, yeah. uh, you know, top movies from last episode. Continuity. Continuity, Continuity is what we're all about here yep. on the Cinemasters. Sam Rockwell was in the, the
0: first movie as well. The first Teenage Mutant. Taking it back to your first film there, Moon. See how it all works. Continuity. We're just circle. like the
1: Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yep. It all comes yep. together. All
0: okay. right, that's my five. Let's let's you That, round that was up. a fun
2: pick. Yeah. that was a fun pick.
0: That one came to me and it fell.
2: Let me steer this no steering wheel on mine. Fucking wine doesn't even have a head. Watch out for the people. I swallowed a frog I hope it wasn't an ancestor
1: well, that was fun I got so many choices here for this last one and this this is the one where I'm kind of like yeah what am I gonna go with I think what I'm gonna do God this is hard d3 the mighty ducks are <laughs> how dare you uh I'm gonna go with uh rocky five rocky <laughs> Following the greatest Rocky movie of all time, Rocky IV, with Ivan Drago. He beat the Russians. And what happens? He 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 gets a brain tumor or whatever. So right away, the thing that makes Rocky great, they take him away from it. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't box anymore. And they get this crappy Tommy Gunn. He's like the new boxer protagonist that you're supposed to be rooting for and he's sucks as an actor. And he was a real boxer too, not a good one. And and to and just the just the smear the stink like all over this movie. They go and they get this like wannabe um Don King. Yeah. Like ripoff guy. Like only in America. Touch me. i sue you know like and he's just like yeah. out there in that like mink coat in the streets. That movie didn't get good until he beat Tommy Gunn's ass at the end of the movie. Yeah. That, that was the only good thing about that movie. It's just a sad movie. I didn't like... It's a shitty sequel because I, I don't want to see Rocky after all those movies end up in the place that he ended yeah. up. You know, poor, broke, um, slumming it with... But he, At least he has Adrian, but... <laughs> yes. For now. <laughs> but, you know...
0: Well, oh, because through the first four movies, you've seen him, you know, you've, I mean, seen him fight big names, you've seen him overcome significant obstacles, you've seen
1: him down Every time he should back. have been beaten down, and in the first movie he is beaten down. Yes. Which is why the second one was fun, because he does finally beat Creed. Yes. But, um, then you got, you know, Mr. T. Clever Lang doesn't would just love Mr. kill T. him. I love Mr. T. Everyone loves Mr. T. You're crazy if you don't like Mr. T. Yes. I pity the fool. Yes. Who doesn't like Mr. I T. I pity <laughs> the fool who doesn't like Mr. T. And then you had, you know, friggin' uh, oh gosh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. You know. And I, I really am looking forward to seeing Creed too. Yeah. One of one of the main reasons why I wanted to postpone us doing a top uh, ten list for 2018 is there's just so many good looking movies coming out. There's the next even weeks.
0: even now towards the end of the year, yeah. there's still a number of solid films coming out. I,
1: I have a feeling that Creed Two is going to be really good, and I want to see it bad. Because uh, the first Creed movie was such a surprise. Yeah, I, I love how that, again, we're, t- we're, taking, we're bringing up a shitty movie to talk about a better movie. Good movies. <laughs> yeah. I like how they disguised that movie early on, where you just thought it was going to be a boxer movie starring Michael B. Jordan, and then boom, it's a Rocky movie. We tricked it's you. It's a backdoor Rocky scene. It's sequel. another Rocky movie. But the but Rocky movies have always had the, these these compelling stories. Uh, you know, even when they when Rocky Balboa came out, I loved Rocky Balboa. Yeah. That was great. They saved the franchise. It with was Rocky a Balboa.
0: fantastic reentry back into the, into what they'd already been doing.
1: You know, it, they you need slice you need to be hope. There has to be hope for Rocky. And I don't feel like there was, it was just, he was just down the whole move. Yeah. And the only, the only time he was up is when he kind of regains his, little bit of his street cred, which I guess if you're like a, you know, a kid from Philly, you know, that's what's most important. But you know, he, he does, he teaches the kid a lesson, but I, I don't want to see my Rocky down in the dumps like that. No. Um, and, you know, they, yeah, they killed Adrian and that sucked. <laughs> like, yes. Well, they decided to go That, that was a good move. i mean it was good for the drama i guess um did did she die in five or in between five and balboa i think it was in between
0: i think yeah i think you might be right it's been a while since i've seen five
1: i feel like i remember adrian going like rocky like once or twice at least in five um but you know it could have been a good story it might have been a good movie if the the, the actor who or boxer, what I don't know. Yeah. Like, he's as good a boxer as he was an actor.
0: The human person. <laughs> the human person they selected was the inappropriate. <laughs> they picked the wrong human to
1: be in that movie. I love that. I love that as a description of, of Tommy God as the human person <laughs> base.
0: At your very base you're at least a human person. The
1: walking talking human yes. person that mm-hmm. they chose. That's about all you can say for him. Yeah, he's qualified to talk and walk, and and and, and grow a mullet. Yeah, uh, but it could have been a good movie if, if it have was been just a, a good, good actor. You know? Should have been a good movie because uh, they had four up
0: to that point. They had four solid films. They had a lot of lore to go off. To of. falter that poorly that quickly. Yeah, it was just unfortunate.
2: I'll just get out of here, on.
1: What? Break your head up. on the bummer! What are you right then, huh? Paul, are you okay?
2: Look
1: you me. should have left them on the street where you found him. Get off
2: me, man! Right mm. out, <Huh? gasps>
1: out of here, huh? The murder! Get him out here! Get him out Get off! Get him out of here! Get him out get of here, brother! Tommy, get
2: off me! Now, you knocked him down. Won't you try knocking me down
0: now? No, no, in the ring! In the ring! Tommy Gunn only fights in the ring! get out
2: of here. My ring's outside. Yeah? Let's do it.
1: So Rocky Five, like, and I have so many choices. Should we? Did you? Did you have any others that you wrote down as honorable mentions? There's a number that I could come up with at the top of my head. I if, I feel like we should mention a couple of things. Uh, I, I, I want
0: to hear. I want to hear some of yours that you have jotted down.
1: I was very prepared to do Caddyshack too. That was that was cool. Yeah. Uh, everybody was gone that made the movie so Dan good. Dan Accord is
0: no replacement for Bill Murray. No, as no. Carl Spackler.
1: Jackie Mason is no replacement for Rodney Dangerfield. No. Um, it was just a weird ass movie
0: yeah it was not it was not
1: necessary if it weren't for that sweet bitchin Kenny Loggins theme song the movie would have been just complete Which, trash that's that uh, you could say that for an, a number of movies really I think without <laughs> yeah, Kenny it, without Kenny Loggins 80s, was that, if it if it weren't for that golden voice <sighs> Kenny, Kenny Loggins <sighs> woohoo uh, is, is he gonna do a Top Gun theme I hope the so movie? Okay, that was one that I was gonna mention um Beverly Hills Cop 3 was going to be one that I was going to mention. That that movie was terrible. Uh, Cars 2 I thought it was awful. It felt like a cart, like a Saturday morning cartoon. Like It's the worst Pixar movie. Cars but, 2 is just so weird. Yeah. Uh, Matrix 3 Revolutions. That one was on my list. A very unsavory conclusion to that series. I,
0: I, personally, I could have done without R- Reloaded and Revolutions.
1: I, I know Reloaded re- at least had the three-way scene.
0: The extended Cadillac commercial.
1: <laughs> I wanted one of those Cadillacs. That
0: was and that was why, because they advertised well.
1: Yeah. Um. I, I was. I thought very seriously about doing Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber? Yeah. Uh, where they they didn't even have it Jim
0: Carrey. No, it was the, their younger selves.
1: Yeah, I didn't think that was very good. Um. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, Good Day to Die Hard. That was a. That was a serious contender. It's the by far the worst Die Hard movie. Uh, you, that felt like Bruce Willis fun and then like I've never seen uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Yeah, that one was on my list. Uh, that that was one that was very considered, it uh, was like a serious contender. Batman and Robin is just like so cliche. That was on my list. Yeah. Predator 2 uh, was disappointing, I thought, although I know a lot of people like it. I feel like nowadays it has more fans, and it did back in the day. Once you got past the disappointment of no Arnold Schwarzenegger.
0: It was was a hard sell for it to be Danny Glover. Danny Glover, yeah. And that it was in, I mean, because the third one, you take it back
1: to a jungle setting. Yeah. That that movie, that series has rebounded pretty well. Yes. Um, Hot Tub Time Machine Two was a very unsatisfactory. I think I couldn't even bring myself to watch that. Yeah. I, I started too, but I. The first one was surprisingly funny. I it thought. really was. Uh, but they didn't get John Cusack, and he was the glue of that movie, I guess. Yeah. And uh, one one other movie that I two two other movies I jotted had real quick. Basic Instinct Two. I don't know why they did that. No, that was unnecessary. That, that was very strange. And um, uh, Star Wars: Attack of the Clones. That
0: was. I really wanted to put that one on my list, but it felt way too, like, I really, it, it, the prequels are it's, aren't it's great, trite, that, it's that
1: trite to worst. say that. It, it's awful. Yeah. I, I'd like to say that even a bad Star Wars movie, even the worst Star Wars movie is still kind of good. That, that movie's not, though.
0: I would watch the Star Wars movie with Wilford Brimley before I would watch <laughs> The Dragon of <laughs> Pond.
1: This is not the oatmeal you're looking Urgh. for. Um, what, what were some of the ones you were thinking
0: about? A lot of, a lot of those, I, um, I'm trying to think what else I had. That I was um, reviewing Oh the
1: Wall Street movie. The, the yeah, sequel the, that, that has Shia LaBeouf in it too. Shia
0: LaBeouf. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Don't put Shia LaBeouf. If you're in making your sequel. a sequel to an established <laughs> film or franchise, do not put Shia LaBeouf in it.
1: Box office poison. <laughs> franchise
0: poison. Just he kills it. He yeah. kills it every time. Yeah. Um I'm trying to think what else. Uh, I think there were a couple other ones that I had on my list, but I can't remember what they were now because I just jotted down. Yeah. But yeah, those the ones, all the ones you mentioned, were a lot of the
1: ones that I had considered. Those. Yes. Yeah. All right. So why don't we move into our? Uh, that, that was fun. Yes. I like doing the shitty sequels. Yes. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed that list. I, 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 it's. I don't necessarily like beating down and being negative, but they, they had it coming. They did. <laughs> when they put it out there in the public <laughs> domain for us to watch. They asked for it. You know, we're we're going to ha- we're going to have a podcast podcast uh, I, show dedicated to hating on me. I'm baby. very
0: positive about a lot of things.
1: Don't you work me up and yeah. then let me down so hard? Exactly. It, it's your fault. Yeah. It's your fault. You did this. You got my dollar, now I'm going to, you know, I'm going to complain. I'm going to whine about it. Yeah. I'm a baby. Okay, third segment of time and this this one's called uh, what's it called? Rad Dads. Excellent. Oh, why don't you yeah. say Rad Dads?
0: So Rad Dads is similar to the Netflix Vice Versa, mm-hmm. in so much that it is, um, we are both dads, and we have kids, Yep. hence us being dads. Yep. Similar, age um, yeah, yeah. similar age kids. Yeah, similar age kids, and we watch a lot of movies with our kids. Right. And so in, uh, in an effort to connect with our kids via movies as well, it's something we enjoy doing and, and our kids enjoy doing with us, so we are going to take that same principle from the, the Netflix Vice Versa, and apply it to the Rad Dads, where we're going to incorporate our children into the same challenge. So we're going to pick movies, challenge each other to watch them, and then watch them with our kids and report back in. Bring us brings the continuity from our second installment to then our third, which will come out later. Yep. And we'll talk about this section, much like we did at the beginning of this with yep. Moon and Moonwalker. So that's how this is going to work.
1: I really love the idea of this segment. I think it's, I think it's fun because... I know you you feel the same way, like we're such big movie fans, yep we we feel like we would be bad parents to not get our kids into to be movie puffs exactly like us. there's got there's something wrong with a person who just doesn't love movies to the obsessive level that we do and
0: i I have explained to my two children because i have all of all of my movies are on display. It's the only tangible thing I think I own that I have any amount of pride in. And I've told them, I said,
2: It shouldn't be, man. It <laughs> shouldn't be, but it is. so many much other
1: is. things to be proud of. No, I don't. I really don't.
0: I cut my own hair today.
1: <laughs> I used to do that, man. There's
2: yeah. that.
0: The, but look at it. like, is there anything to be proud of here? No.
2: <laughs> I no. Dude, I look man. like Ripley.
0: <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, um, I'm, sorry but,
1: I'm sorry about that. That was terrible. No, it was awesome. <laughs> I,
0: I firmly enjoyed that.
1: I resisted the urge to get right up in your face. <laughs> you should. You should. Have. I would have been fine with it.
0: Totally fine. 100% fine.
1: <laughs> Next time I'm just going. For Go it. for it.
0: Mm. Go for it. There is a comfortability here that I am 100% <laughs> on board with.
1: I'm glad to hear that.
0: But I, I've, I've instructed my children. I said, you know, when you guys get a little bit older, you have the benefit because I have been able to amass such a collection. You will be able to have the greatest cinematic education. I think that is available. Uh, every series, every you know, action films, horror films, comedy, everything that any child really should have to grow up properly is right there at their fingertips.
1: I I will never be able to teach my kid how to build a fence. Or or change uh, parts on a car, but I will be able to teach my kid, you know what a three act structure is. Yep. I will be able to teach my kid uh, what a quality movie is and how like what what traits to look for to be yep. a quality movie. I want to see all kinds of movies with my kid. I take them all the time, but it's it's mostly cartoons. But you know our kids are at the age now where they're. They're starting to want to watch things that aren't. That they're they're open to yep. live action movies. And yep. Uh, when you mention this, the thing that I was like, I knew it would work, would work because both of my young kids watch Ghostbusters, and they love it. Yep. It's like it, the movie is becoming their movie, and I thought it would be like a hard sell because it is an older movie and the effects aren't good, but they buy into it. Three three of my six year
0: olds' favorite movies are Ghostbusters Beetlejuice and Gremlins
1: that's cool and I'm very that's one thing that I'm very proud of so we're not we're not picking each other's movies this time I think what the idea is we're, we're gonna pick a movie that's near and dear to us yes and we're gonna watch it with our kid and then we're gonna like you said we're gonna report back in, in episode trace yes and uh, we'll, we'll see how um, may, maybe maybe we could even like do a little interview like recording I don't know how comfortable you would be with well, that no we interview. could do that yeah, I could do a little, like, with my phone, like, do, like, a little interview with Logan oh, yeah. and my, like, you know, like, what were your thoughts on this movie? And then we could edit it into the movie, and that would be cute. I'm down to that. Okay. Uh, what What's your pick for Rad Dads? Or should I go first? You go first. <sighs> okay. So, you kind of spoiled it a little bit. Um, the the <laughs> You mentioned this movie, but uh, Beetlejuice. I, I'm choosing Beetlejuice. I'm going to watch pleasure. Beetlejuice with my uh, son. I think he'll like it because it, Beetlejuice, like, it could be scary to a kid, but there's a whimsicalness to that movie where I think it, he'll get it. And you know, I think it's it comes from that Ghostbusters. You know, like, there's some seriously scary scenes in Ghostbusters, far scarier than what's in Beetlejuice. Yeah. And he does drop one F bomb in the movie, and I'm okay with that. Like, my kids heard me say worse. Well, I don't know. It can't get much worse, but. That he's at least heard me say things that get,
0: things get heated.
1: You know, I, when I'm Strings. out in the store and I see a nice model, I say nice fucking model all the time. I can't help it. All <laughs> and the I time. tend to grab myself all the time. You know, he's, <laughs> it makes a honking noise. I mean, it, it wouldn't be the first time. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> it yes. would not be the first time? Nope. Uh, but you know, I, I think that's like, that's a, that's a strange movie. It, it's like it's a Burton movie, Tim Burton movie, and he likes uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. So there's kind of like I can sell yeah. it that way, and it, I I feel like it appeals to kids. There and they even had a cartoon in the '90s for yep. Beetlejuice, you know. So like I own it. Do you now? I do on DVD. On DVD. That's cool. That's cool. So I, I'm hoping I'm banking that he's gonna like the movie. So I'm gonna watch Beetlejuice with him. I'll, I'll get us thoughts, and then we'll share it with you guys. Uh, what, what movie are you going to
2: choose for Rad
0: um, I'm pretty sure, because we, we, watch, we watch a lot of older movies, um, but I, I'm pretty sure that uh, my two younger kids have not really sat down and watched Space Jam. Oh. Um, we, I, it's, I'm pretty sure I own it. I'm not 100%. I, I know my, uh, my oldest he had it on DVD at one point, but mm. it, was, it was when I was I'm like, you know what? Um, uh, there's because uh, there's a new Space Jam that's in the works right now. LeBron James. LeBron James.
1: Yeah. Is that a for real thing, or is that just I something? Be- I believe it is a for real happen. thing. Okay. I think
0: it's really happening. Okay. I um, hope
1: they get Bill Murray in it. I, I would love to
0: get Bill Murray and Larry Bird. And leave Newman. leave Michael Jordan out. But get,
1: yeah, God, he's terrible. He's not.
0: That's the, what I what I want to do is I want my kids to really have like sit down we're gonna you know tur- have the movie theater experience the kids are always trying to like let's turn the lights off let's pop popcorn oh I love snacks. it when the kids ask for popcorn yeah
1: that's like, great yes we can have popcorn
0: they, Tucker is always he's like can we have popcorn and hot cocoa I was like
1: Oh, you got a hot coca machine, right? Oh yes. The Coca Motion. <laughs> Black and Decker's Coca Motion. Coca Motion. I was dis- I'm disappointed that you didn't come up with that name.
0: It's gotten a lot of use over the years. Um but uh Black
1: and Decker, send us a couple free coca Yes, motions. Send us
0: some Coca Motion. If you don't mind. Because mine's been around for a while. It's got a lot <laughs> of use. So I would genuinely enjoy a new one. Cool. Um but yeah, so I want to sit down and do space jam, lay the foundation um for because uh, we've not really done too much with Looney Tunes either.
2: Oh yeah, um, there you go.
0: I think we may have oh, at one. I, I vaguely remember turning on Looney Tunes back in action with uh, Jenna Elfman and Brendan Fraser.
1: Mm, I'm but sorry, yeah, it was it was a poor decision <laughs> yeah. on my part. But I want to sit down and like, all right, not so rad dad of you to do no, that. That was yeah. very unrad. <laughs> that was bad dad. That was weak. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, so Space Jam is what I'm. I, I want to sit down and. LeBron uh, James can act. I, I think that that could. And Looney Tunes needs to come back. They, they seem to have cycles. Yeah. And I think it's time for them. Because it it's a
0: timeless property. It just needs to be
1: applied to the generation,
0: the new generations, in the right
1: way. I've been flirting with picking up the Looney Tunes on Blu ray. They're expensive, though. It's the thing. Yeah. They're quite expensive.
0: They, they, they do. Yeah. They tend to keep those highly priced because I look at them too and
1: I'm yeah. like, yeah. I just can't justify it yet. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how uh, well, how they'll react to that. Cool. Well, that's been our episode. That is it.
0: This this concludes it.
1: This, this is the end. Less riffing. Yes. No mention of, of Charles Bronson. No. Or Chuck Norris.
0: Or Chuck Norris. No
1: action denim. <laughs> no. No truck. Uh, what was it? Truck Master 2. Yeah. <laughs> Kick a truck in the face. You kick a truck in that the face. That went over really well. I was I was Good. really glad that that okay. went over quite well. Uh but anyways, thanks for checking us out. I've been Ron Avis.
0: I've also been Ron Avis. No, <laughs> I've been Adam Peterson. <laughs>
1: we'll it see was you briefly next. Ron Avis, but you weren't paying attention. <laughs> if you squint your eyes just a bit, we become Ron Avis. Like we come together. We are Ron.